You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 309 of the KB Mod Podcast. It is February 11th, 2018. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And, uh, you know, uh, the podcast is back. I'm back for this episode. Feels good to be back. Um, had a few minor things happen in my life, but it's good to, it's good to be here. Yeah, and I think this is the first time... Butter. I ate a stick of butter. I got food <laughs> yeah. poisoning. I chipped my tooth. Um, I had a baby. Well, I didn't have a baby. Well... I had yeah, but that was that was like the most minor thing that happened to me over the last uh, five weeks. But you shaved um, your head. I shaved my head. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. A lot has gone down. This is the first time we've all been on the cast together, though. I think right, and yeah, at least that yeah. long—five, six weeks, maybe longer than that. It's been a bit. Is point. it fair to say that when you're not, when you don't have the structure and rigor mm. of a weekly podcast mm. uh, in your life, <laughs> that your life sort of goes off the rails? It absolutely. I don't even remember. That's what I'm saying. It's like I wasn't even sure. I don't know what today's date is. Not that that's anything new, but it's hard to. I don't even really. Everything's a blur up until the moment that I just am able to say hello, hey everyone, and welcome to episode 309 of the KB or whatever episode it is. It like snaps yeah. me back to reality. I'm like, your life. Holy shit! Yeah. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's like uh, it's like smelling salts for um for your life. At least for me, it does. It just feels right. Let me tell you what happened to me without a KB Mod podcast in my life. Oh, go ahead. I ate an Testify. extremely cold peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and the crust on the bread was so tough, I actually dislocated my jaw from trying to Wait, what? And for I'm not kidding. Without it's and it was all because the podcast wasn't here. I'm eating this PB and J that was in the fridge and noticing it's so hard to bite, but you know what? I toughed it out. The next week, my bite did not line up. Wow, the root oh has to come from somewhere. Wait, I'm I'm just trying the, to fathom. It was the most to... bizarre thing. That is so bizarre. Yeah. Because when I think of a peanut how... butter, like how can was the bread frozen? I... Well, it was in it was refrigerated. And no, but I refrigerate my bread like it's still bread. Did the jam was get, it like, really thick? It, it was the crust that was really tough. Oh my god! Was the bread wow, past yeah. its uh, goodness? Like, was it not like? I mean, it, it tasted great. Did you accidentally eat the plate? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bite down on the plate. Are you sure you know what bread looks like? <laughs> doesn't sound like bread. Yeah, it's it's really tough and brown, and you see it in buildings, right? <laughs> oh, not, that oh uh, bread, yeah. That oh, bread. But yeah, that's that was rough. And wow. Now my bottom. Listen to that. When the podcast isn't happening, people literally dislocate their jaws trying to eat sandwiches. (laughs) I'm glad we started up this soon. I was getting a little worried. I'd have Mm -hmm. lost the house. Good gone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, that brings me to my next question. Besides dislocating uh, people's jaws um, or your own jaw, Katie, um, trying to sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm beating the fuck out of people. I'm breaking their jaw. (laughs) What's been What's been happening, man? What's been going on with you? Uh, nothing crazy. Just, uh, still settling into new job. It's been going well. Good. Basically just hovering over my computer, waiting for my pending Twitch emote to go live. Nice. uh, Nice. Yeah. Um, have you asked Brandon to approve it himself or? Oh, I, he'll just, he'll tell me to submit a ticket. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As he should, because that's the proper process. Exactly. Yeah. Um, gotcha. What about you, Yang or Brandon? What have you guys been up to? 
Uh, I've been busy. Um, I was talking about it. I ma finally managed to stream this year. Um, nice. <laughs> I've been putting it off for a while. I would talk about it a little bit at the beginning of my stream, but um, we had sort of an internal restructure at the museum in our programming department, mm -hmm. which uh, greatly affected my position. Um, I, almost result, zoned, I almost zoned out and thought you said we hadn't, I thought you said we had an internal restructure <laughs> at my stream. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's like wow. It's a very formal setting when formal I go setting. live. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue, Ying. <laughs> um, yeah, it was more or less the the end result is that it uh, of all of this, um, which sort of left uh, a lot a bunch of people in floating in limbo regarding their jobs and their responsibilities. Nothing like no one was in danger of losing their job, but people were just unsure where they were going to land within the organization. Um, and ended up for me just being sort of a responsibility expansion. And so I've been spending the first, first part of this month uh, being kind of like stressed out about it because it's weird having a job but not totally knowing exactly what you should be doing in that moment uh, while, uh, while the leadership team works things out. But um, that's finally all been settled. Uh, I Good. technically have a new job. It's more or less the same. And uh, now that it's all settled down, I'm trying to get back into the swing of streaming for Extra Life consistently. Um, mm -hmm. And other than that, I don't know. It's just been been enjoying my days off a lot, <laughs> trying to yeah. trying to decompress from from this past month. But I'm hoping things will swing back into some kind of a rhythm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Gotcha. Good. Sorry, I'm. I'm. For some reason, I'm looking at you talking, and then I thought you muted yourself because I'm watching on the stream. I'm a little tired. A little tired all the time. Yeah, I was losing my mind there. Okay. Uh. All right. Cool. Sweet. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I always get nervous when people say the words restructuring. Uh, in 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 regards to their job, but uh, I know with you, they could never let you go, Yang. But you're gonna be basically. You are going to be that museum by the time you're done there. You're gonna be like. You're gonna be the sole person doing everything. Oh, yeah. Sounds I mean, like. I'm kind of I'm coordinating uh, in three, technically four different departments now. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> mm. Good man. All right. What about you, Brandon? What What have you been up to? Not a whole lot. I mean, it's just uh, sort of normal stuff. Trying to we're getting ready to move uh, to mm, yes. a new house uh, pretty oh. soon. So we we bought a house and we're just uh, congrats. That's yeah, awesome. Trying to trying to plan our move uh, probably next mm. month. So there's been some stuff going on with that. And uh, I mentioned it, I think, on a previous cast, but I've been trying to get back into guitar. I've been practicing guitar, uh, you know, at least a little bit each night, which is, the which is I think if I would have done that back in high school, I would probably be pretty good at guitar, but I never practiced enough. Mm -hmm. And so I was learning, like I was taking lessons and learning the all of the, the theory and stuff. But I didn't right. practice enough to actually get any good, so I'm trying to rectify that piece of it. Uh, nice. Yeah. So I've been I've been doing that, and uh, you know, just stayed been staying busy with work and stuff. So it's uh, never a dull moment. How are the calluses coming? Are you getting? They're they're coming calluses? along. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually that's one of the things. That's why I'm trying to play a, at least a little bit every day, is just to try mm -hmm. and try and get the calluses up. Um, yeah. And so they're coming along. It's not, you know, it's not too bad. The hardest part is just like not sort of like not picking at your fingers, not, you know, not right. having like no nervous tics that might uh, disrupt the callus building on your hands. 
yeah. which for me is a challenge because like I have you know a tick where I'll just sort of be picking at my fingers a little bit, and it's not mm. like it's a big deal except that it will sort of it it makes your fingers then have to like heal a little bit instead yeah, of build the callus exactly. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's like, that's, I'm trying to work on that right now. And, uh, hopefully my, my playing will get better at the same time as my calluses get stronger. And so, you know, I will, uh, eventually, eventually be better than I am now. That's the goal. When are we, the real Brandon, uh, so I'm, I'm proud of you. Glad you're going to be uh, really upping your skills on the guitar. When are we going to get a stream, uh, with you singing and playing guitar at the same time? That's, yes. I mean, so I'm that ready. I don't I don't know about the singing because that's actually that's one of the things <laughs> I admire most about a lot of uh, like a lot of rock bands is when the singer yes. like when the singer can also play guitar play because I have yeah. I mm-hmm. have never I've never been able to do that like I don't I yep. actually don't know how people do it because my brain just doesn't seem to function that way mm. so um, that I mean I would love to be able to get to that point where I can at least do sort of basic. Some basic rhythm guitar at the same time as I sing, but I just I I think I'm so far from being able to do that because um, I my hands my hands and my mouth like in terms of singing just don't they don't work on the same wavelength. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I may I may try and you know maybe if I get some free time like stream some guitar practice just to kind of hold Hell myself accountable. Yeah. Okay, um, all right. So yeah, are you going to sing to me at TwitchCon? <laughs> Well, yes, but that will have nothing to do with my guitar playing. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, actually you know once once we move into the new house and I can uh, like I can be a little bit louder because like right now we have you know we have some connecting walls where other people live. So uh, that's yeah. actually one of the things I'm looking forward to is not sharing a wall with anyone, being able to turn the amp up and uh, and jam out. Nice. So, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what about you, yeah, Scott? I, what have I been doing? Um, yeah, I mean, I've how's, uh, the, how's the human that you created? <laughs> yes, the human I created is very good. Um, she's over five weeks now, it's getting bigger every every day. Uh, but she's overall a very um, a very good baby um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, she doesn't really cry unless she has a reason to cry, which is really we got really lucky with this one, which I told Tabo, I was like, we're done. We're one and done here because there's no guarantee we're going to get another baby like this. But she's still a baby, and so she still has to wake up every three or four hours to eat and all that kind of stuff. But it's been good, you know, get a crash course and learning how to take care of a baby. Um, it's been good, and it's uh, it's been it's been enjoyable. I don't really know what sleeping longer than like three hour stretches feels like anymore. Uh, three or four hours sometimes if she's feeling really generous, but. Um, it's good. It's good. I'm I'm kind of like we're kind of out of the the first like two or three weeks are just like a pure haze. I feel like for most new parents because you know you're getting used to everything. Um, but I, like we're d- definitely feeling a lot more confident and stuff now as she's uh, getting a little bit bigger, a little bit older. Um, yeah, and uh, it's been good. I've been able to slowly get back into like this last week. I was able to stream about five days this week, which was good. Um, kind of starting to get a little bit normal normalcy again. Hence me even being on the cast tonight which it like sometimes yeah. it depends like yeah. <laughs> depending on what her schedule is but as as they get older again that's the great thing is like she'll start like they tell me like you know in like three months four months they actually sleep through the entire night i'm like i don't believe i'll believe that when i see it like that'll yeah. be amazing i can't i can't imagine at least now your expectations are set where like if that happens exactly. you'll be super be happy amazing. but you're not expecting yep. it exactly i have my, i don't have my hopes up even though everyone tells me it's like yeah like three four months like 
they'll be able to start sleeping like seven, eight hours. Um, yeah, I'm going to like anticipate it's never going to happen. And then the first time it happens, I'll be, it'll be the greatest gift I've ever been given. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been cool. It's been, it's been good, man. It's just, it's, it's still kind of, it's still kind of surreal and stuff, but like, um, like the, I think one thing, especially if you guys uh, have kids uh, in the future, which I'm sure all of you, uh, well, I, I don't want to assume, but who knows? I mean, I mean, Katie probably has already has kids and Jacob as well that we don't know about. I was um, going to say, yeah, you're, you're assuming none of us already have kids. I don't or, know if right, that's a exactly. safe assumption. Uh, but ones that you actually um, are not just paying child support on, but actually taking care of. <laughs> um, like when you come home, like the first, especially for guys, like it's so, you know, babies are so little. And like I'd never, you know, I've never really been around or handled a baby that was that small before. Like I've ha- I've got like nieces or not nieces, but I've got like cousins and stuff like that were little but you know other than holding them at the hospital and stuff like that like changing their diaper and doing all that you know you're not really trained to do that and so like the first like week was like not week but first like four or five days is like you're scared you're like oh, i'm gonna break her and then like by like week two you're just like you're like babies are extremely resilient you're not gonna break them like you really you feel like you just become a pro and stuff and anyway i feel like a lot of that stuff is the first like couple weeks so it's been nice to that have that kind of fade away and you just start to feel a lot more confident like as a parent, because it's scary as shit, you know, you're just like, oh, God, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up, but it's good to be past that stage, so um, mentally, and um, mentally, and just, like, um, outlook-wise, it's, like, it's really picking up, because it's tough, like, there's no question, like, <laughs> there's times where you're just like, dude, I don't, what did we, you know, where you both just look at the top, and I would just be like, what did we do? What were we thinking? Like, do you guys, do you remember what life was like before? Like where we would just be like, Oh, we're just going to go leave the house. And now it's like, okay, no, well, if we're leaving the house, okay, get the, get the bag. We got to get her in the car seat. Is she fed? Is she going to be fussy? You know, it's just, it's all the stuff that like, you know, is going to happen before you have the kid. But it's like, once you're living in it, you're like, Oh, right. This is why everyone, this is why everyone who has babies, it lives in the universe of, before they had kids and after they had kids, right? Because that's that's what it is. There's a true distinction and line right there. So, but it's great, man. I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. And it all the cliches of like, oh, when your daughter looks at you and stuff. It's all. It's it is true. Like it's so worth it. So, um, you definitely like biologically. There's just. I mean, there's a reason they make babies cute. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Because if they weren't cute, we'd be like, what is the point of this? They're so helpless. They're so helpless. Um, you know, it's just amazing that like. You know, as humans, like we come in the world as like the frailest things, but we have the most actual, like you know, intellectual and like upside. It's just, it's crazy. I don't know, but um, know, yeah, no. Uh, it's, I know it's your community fun. joked about it um, prior to prior to your the birth of your daughter, but it is yes. truly remarkable that yeah. she actually has your widow's peak. <laughs> like she does. Her, her I know. hairline is exactly like yours. It's <laughs> and crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> she, there is no me denying like that. That is my that is my kid. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. We were actually at my parents' house earlier today, and um, whipped out my mom whipped out a bunch of the baby photos, and it is it is just crazy. She looks so much like me um, as a baby. The one good thing is, um, as her hairline started to come in, it's a little. It's starting to soften a bit. It's still there, but it's not quite as it's not quite as sharp. Like she can't cut cheese with it right now. So um, <laughs> we'll have to see if it if it maintains as as it is, but. Yeah, she definitely, she definitely got the widow's peak. So, well, see, it's funny because I don't think like my sister, like my brother and I got the widow's peak, but my sister didn't. So I don't know what uh, what that's going to look like uh, on her if she has long hair, uh, in the future, but but we'll see. So, 
definitely my kid. But yeah, it's it's great. And like, yeah, the stream and stuff has been super. It's been super cool to be able to. Obviously, people were super supportive before she got here. They've been super supportive after. You know, understanding with like, okay, like, yeah, I'm gonna have to cut the stream short, or I'm gonna have to, you know, not stream today, or I'm gonna have to stream at like a weird hour or whatever else. But it's been good. Like, like I said, as as things have started to settle down, it's been, it's been good. And and generally, like, I've been able to kind of just get back and get back into the swing of things. So it's definitely. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, the first, the first month or so is just kind of figuring out what the new kind of normal is going to be. And I feel like we're, we're starting to get into a bit of a pattern, which is, which is good for, for sanity's sake. Cause you can only, there's only so long that you can live in that. Like, I don't know what today's going to be like. I don't know what tomorrow's going to be like. Um, so it's, it's nice when that stuff starts calming down a little bit. So right. probably um, works well too, that you can, uh, that you can stream from home. So it's like exactly. you're, you're, exactly. you're around in case, uh, in case yep. you are needed for like a minute here or there. Exactly. It does. It does. It does help a lot. Like there's certain, it's so funny. I was talking to my dad the other day and he's like, you know, he's like, I was just thinking about this is like, you don't really ever like, you don't ever get to leave though. Right. Cause he's like, I mean, I, you know, when I had you guys, I always had either brick and mortar jobs or whatever else. So I would leave for eight hours and nine hours. And he's like, that's where I got all my sanity back. <laughs> and then I would come home and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Time to help with the baby. And then I go to bed and I get up and I'd leave again. And I was like, yeah, it's true. And in one aspect, um, it is, you know, there are certain, you know, there's there's pros and cons to everything, but it absolutely, like, I wouldn't trade being able to set my own schedule and, like you said, being able to help out here. And also just, I'm, I'm around my daughter a lot more than I would be, than a, you know, if I'm going to a job yeah. and being gone for eight or nine hours. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that. It definitely is super helpful. So, awesome. uh, it's good. And, and, that's, and Tab, like, she'll know, like, if I start looking stir crazy, she'll be like, go ahead like you can you can leave for a little bit like go do something i try to you know it's a little harder for for her since um she's you know like you well you'll see once uh once your significant other has a child but you know the the mommy bear comes out and it's like they do not want to be separated from their uh from their cub which makes a lot of sense but we're like like even just going to my parents or just like doing shopping and stuff we're starting to get the swing into the swing of things and so it's been good to be able to to get out of the house so but yeah, so so that's what's what's been going on with me. So hence my uh, me being away, and you know it still might be a little bit sporadic, but it's good to finally like, like I said, with her on a schedule. I was like, man, we just gotta get her on a schedule, and I can get back to <laughs> being on the podcast <laughs> and chilling with my boys, dude. I'm telling you, I missed it. I'm like from uh, from breaking more of his body by eating cold food. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Being, being informed on what like the young millennials are up to, like, you know, dislocating <laughs> their jaws on sandwiches that I thought was entirely safe for my generation. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can afford yeah. to have you leave again. So. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want you to hurt yourself, Katie. My body. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, what, what have we been, what have we been playing? Uh, or wait, did we have to talk about what we've been eating? I guess. Was say, there what, like, yeah. what, what have you been eating? Like, what is, what is eating like when, when you have a small child? Yeah. Are you just, uh, good, you know, are you question. scarfing down sandwiches or are you just, uh, yeah, easy stuff. A lot of it's like easy stuff. Like early on, we had people bring a bunch of different meals, which was, which was helpful. And then, yeah, since then it's like low impact, like Turkey, like a lot of Turkey sandwiches, like lunch, you know what I mean? That stuff that you could just make. Um, but then, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of, uh, like cooking here and there, but nothing too crazy. Like my mom makes really good homemade pizza. So I had, we had that today when we went over to my parents' house, which was good. Um, she's been doing that a lot of years. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think if I had anything like, um, that really, really stands out recently. I can't think of, I can't think of anything. Um, 
I'm too crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I did the other thing I mentioned. Well, the Eagles won the fucking Super Bowl. How did I not mention that? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was an incredible. Wait, uh, waiting for you to slip that in there. I know. I just I t- so much has been going on. I totally forgot. And then I went to the Eagles parade um, this week as well, um, which was crazy um, in d- downtown on Broad Street, where millions of people went because uh, obviously it was our first Super Bowl. So I went there with um, my brother, his wife, and my dad. We left it, uh, wow, it was a long day, but we left at like 7.30 to try, Parade was at 11, but since so many people were descending on the city, we tried to get in to get a spot. And uh, we waited from 7, like we got in around 8.30, and we stood there till like 12, it was like from 8.30 to almost 1 o'clock before the parade passed in front of us in like 30, 30 degree, 29 degree weather with a wind chill of like, it felt like 10 or something. It was crazy, but it was totally worth it. it Yeah, it was fun. It was cool to be able to, see the players as they came by and generally like everybody was well behaved the vibe was was really neat um that's good so yeah it's uh anyway so that also happened so that's but i didn't oh so we had cheesesteaks after that which is obviously you have to mm. if you're really going to celebrate Ooh. an eagle's victory you have to get cheesesteaks <laughs> so but there wasn't any from anywhere special but it's just, that's the other thing about like that sandwich in this region you can you can go to anywhere and get a really good version of it and not have to worry like like if I'm in LA and someone says they have a Philly cheesesteak, it's usually got fucking Swiss cheese and like mushrooms and some shit on it. I'm like, what the hell are you people doing? Um, so yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, what about you guys? Any any notable things? I saw Katie. I saw your tweet that your yeah. dad made. Uh, what did he make tonight? It looked well. Uh, yeah, my mom and dad both. Uh, he made a, a pork Wellington. Mm. Yeah, so um, it looked good. I, I posted a couple pictures. My uh, my mom made some Valentine's Day cookies, which yep. she like got really artsy with the icing on it, and it just looks like they're really really beautiful. So definitely like check. Those oh damn, out. those were fancy. Yeah, I see that here. I'm yeah, I, I I don't want to eat them. Like I don't want to ruin them. <laughs> but I mean, they taste great. But I can we display it somewhere nice? <laughs> but no. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the that, pork beef, Wellington. that pork Wellington looks really good. Oh, oh wow. yeah. It was Come delicious. Mm, nice. It was perfect. But, um, yeah, so really thankful to, you know, live in a house with, like, a couple of really talented cooks. So, mm-hmm. Well, you've Again, been trying to – you've been up in your cooking game, too, I feel like, haven't you? Because I, no, I feel like no. I've seen <laughs> no. – No? I've seen I, you uh, tweeting dishes, Not, I not since the bread incident. No. Yeah, <laughs> not, that, yeah, not since the bread that kind of yeah. did, but this made me from no, <laughs> but uh, no, the the most adventurous I'm being is probably like those noodle meals that you boil. Like I'm bowl, <laughs> I'm, I'm I've stepped up from the microwave to the pot boiling water, which is a huge step for me. So uh, I'm really good. hey, baby steps evolving. That's good. Yeah, that's true. So you know, they actually good. make kettles where you can just boil the water in the kettle. Can I get that Amazon yeah. link, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very rare item. It's pretty crazy. I was going to say, if you're, uh, if you're just boiling water, let me blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I can really like, imagine Katie in front of the stovetop wearing like a scientist lab coat and goggles <laughs> like he's trying to boil this water. I don't know what I'm doing. If, I, if I'm not wearing the apron, then I just, there's no hope. It's going to be catastrophic. <laughs> Another cool food thing I did... Uh, uh, so I have a, like a childhood friend I know from like way back ancient times when I was in Boy Scouts and his family's really cool. And his mom actually, uh, they're Korean and she got together with a couple of her friends and they started their own uh, Korean restaurant uh, close to where we are. 
and we it was an opening night but it was kind of like a private event kind of a buffet kind of deal so it was it wasn't you know indicative of how it's going to be when they launch like you know it, it was buffet style it was paper plates there were kids singing karaoke jesus christ if they could just stop the karaoke please <laughs> and i'm just sitting there thinking i really i'm not sure but i'm really hoping they don't transition this karaoke over to when the place launches because imagine you're sitting at like a really classy restaurant you just hear like <laughs> whatever you know screaming yeah. children about justin timberlake i don't know <laughs> but the food was really good, so I was really happy for them to uh, get that started because the, the place was beautiful, and the three women, they did 90% of the building themselves, and it was really admirable that they put it all together. It, it took a lot of work, a huge investment. Hmm. Her uh, husband is doing all of the like business deals and everything, like contacting you know Coca-Cola and everything. Hmm. But uh, So it's it, that's been pretty cool to check out, kind of get a, a look into that, I don't know, industry. But yeah, I'm really happy for him. Nice. Cool. <laughs> Katie's in cooking stream. I don't know about Dude, that. That, uh, wow. that would be amazing. I don't want to make it on live stream fails yet. <laughs> I'd like to live it up a bit. Oh, the other thing real quick before we ask uh, uh, Yang or um, Brandon what they've had. I had, I don't know if you, any of you has had this. I saw, you know, the, the Taco Bell's been advertising their fries for quite some time. Like Ooh, at least the most okay. I was like, I gotta go and I gotta try these because they're Taco Bell right near me. So I went and I got them, and I have to say, they were excellent. They were excellent. They come with like a nacho cheese dipping sauce. I don't know what the spices and stuff they use on the outside, but they got a good kick to them. They're not like a plain fry, but they were. I got. I I I wanted to make sure to eat them like right when they were hot too, because I could tell if they got a little bit soggy. You know, just like any fry, it wouldn't be quite as good. But I mean, hot and fresh with that sauce, excellent. I definitely recommend if you haven't tried them. Okay, I like cool. them. Where would you rank them in your? Where would I rank them? Yeah, it's a good question. Be, I think also my standards are lower because I don't expect Taco Bell to have fries, so it's possible that I'm rating them higher than I would. But I mean, like as like a, I didn't think it was. Uh, let me think of other fast food fries that I like. Um, I mean, they were as good as any. I, I thought they were very competent fast food fries. I didn't think they um, were. Uh, I don't know what would I give them. Let's say out of ten, I give them like a seven. I give them a seven out of ten. Okay, pretty good, solid good. performance. I don't know what my favorite fast food fry is. I'd have to think about that. But they were they were very uh, they were very decent. So cool. Um, definitely. I don't know. That's give them a try cool. and let me know if what you guys think. And their commercials for it are amazing. The marketing was half of the reason I wanted to try them. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were they were really solid. They do like this fake like uh, movie trailer where this uh, I forget the actor. It's a, it's a, it's a well known actor, but. He like gets the intel that they're going to be releasing the fry, and then it's like the big burger chains are out to get him, like they're trying to, to scare him from, from trying the fries, and it's like <laughs> it's really good, and because basically, obviously, Taco Bell is like trying to compete, but um, yeah. Anyway, give him a try and let me know. I'm I'm always curious. Katie Zen is uh, I know that you have very strong opinions, having left Yelp reviews about Wendy's before. <laughs> I would be curious to see what, yeah, what you think. I'll, uh... I was joking uh, that um I would leave the their Korean restaurant a one star review. Yeah, Just, you know, welcome yeah. them to the real world. Just be mm. like, this place sucks dick. Not gonna It'd be like even it. better if you gave them a one star and said, "I actually really enjoyed the food, but I wanted to <laughs> welcome this restaurant to the real world." <laughs> Give them one star. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, what a shame that I have to do this, but this is because what this is what real people do. <laughs> Thank um, me later. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Yang or uh, Brandon? Any 
Any food? Any delicacies? I don't have anything, uh, anything notable yet, but mm. I am going to be attending a mac and cheese festival. Oh, uh, oh festival hold on. Oh, man. man. Mac and, and cheese it, festival? Yes. Four simple words to make your man come. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, that, is, that has to be the greatest four words in the English language to Brandon. Well, there's, there's, there's three festivals that happen in my city uh, regarding food specifically. There's yeah. Mac and Cheese Fest, there's Taco Fest, and there's Pickled Fest. Mm. And they're all oh. spread out throughout the year. And they're all the same format. It's, uh, it's maybe two dozen restaurants from around the region all get together and they bring two of their best dishes of whatever the fest is. So each restaurant brings two varieties of mac and cheese and two of their best beer. And you get tickets mm. and you buy the tickets to That's go awesome. into the festival. And the most popular package is the one you go in and you, you pay uh, 80, $80 for these tickets that go to charity. Mm. But you can take okay. these tickets to each booth that is owned by each restaurant Ooh. and get a yeah. little, get like a tiny bowl and a tiny pint glass, like a tiny glass uh, for their mac mm. and cheese and beer. And you get enough tickets to go to each booth once. Oh, man. So, gotcha. That sounds... Speaking my language. <laughs> so you, and that happens three times a year, once for mac and cheese, once for tacos, and once for pickled dishes. So ask yeah. me this question again later, and I'll have a better answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, we'll expect definitely a, I expect a in. detailed report. After yeah, this. and you know what? Maybe this will be my first uh, Katie Mod article. It'll be a breakdown of all the mac and cheese that <laughs> I ate on Monday. Oh, I, I think that'd do very well. I would read that. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I don't think I've had about anything. You, I, I don't think I've had anything really noteworthy recently. I did have Taco Bell recently, but uh, I didn't. I didn't really venture outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. So, what's your go-to again? What do you usually? What's your Taco I, Bell order? I mean, order? it's. It, does it depend? I don't know. I try to. I try to. If I'm if I'm gonna be eating a full meal, I try mm -hmm. and go mostly with like fresco tacos because they're a little yeah, bit okay. healthier. And then I'll and then I'll yeah. get like one thing that's that's not healthy. That's so a like little a, naughty. Like a Crunchwrap yeah, Supreme naughty. or something. Yes. You know, something oh, where. Oh, you gotta. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so actually, Hell what yeah. did I have? I think I had like a cheesy gordita crunch when I went there. Um, nice. And those are those are really good, but you know, terrible for you. Um, yes. I don't think maybe I didn't see the the fries being marketed. I probably wouldn't have gotten them, but um, you know, I'm I'm game for occasional uh, like new Taco Bell products, especially with the the naked chicken chips. You know, being I would say a pretty pretty good experiment. But uh, but I didn't have nice. those. Gotcha. So, okay. No, nothing well, yeah, you. I mean, you're somebody who you should try. I mean, again, I don't know how long they'll be around, but I'd be curious for your guys' take on them because yeah, I'm not a huge fries person, so it's. Yeah. I mean, that's why that wouldn't normally be something I order, but I I could see ordering them for the novelty. Yeah, exactly. Just to just to see if Taco Bell can stand up to you know actual right. burger chains. Right. But uh, uh, okay, I, I, what we've been gaming though. Yes. I, uh, I have Go been playing. I have been playing a little bit uh, since we've been on on a little break here. Um, yeah. I've been playing more. They are billions, and uh, and that game is oh, really yeah. fun. But it is so. It can be so infuriating sometimes um, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the way, like, just the way it works. If literally a single zombie gets into your base, mm -hmm. it's done. You're it's screwed. completely yeah. over. Um, yeah. And so you have to actually have guys patrolling. Every single 
potential open spot around your base. Um, which And so even when I've had guys patrolling what I thought was every angle, there's still like a zombie will get in and it will just, you know, you basically waste like an hour because there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of buildup, right? The, the rounds are, you know, three to four hours total if you get to right. the end. So it's just, uh, it's like so frustrating when you've, you've ha- you have a good start and you're like 30, 45 minutes in and then like one single zombie comes in. Um, but you know, I guess that's like sort of part of the game, but also I kind of hope that maybe they make, maybe they make it a little bit easier just to, I don't know, to like recover from, uh, from one or two zombies. Cause I feel like right yeah. now it's, it's pretty much impossible. Like just mm. literally one single basic zombie, uh, can ruin your game. I mean, um, like the thing, what happens, right. Is they get, they'll get to your houses and if they take down one house, it spawns like seven. Oh, or eight. If, they, if they take down a house, mm-hmm. literally no chance. Yeah. Um, but even if they take down just like a basic tower, like a tower building or something, mm-hmm. um, right. it will still spawn a couple zombies, you know, and yeah. like it just it spirals out of control because your buildings are so close to each other and it only takes yeah. them a couple seconds to, you know, mm-hmm. to take a building out. Um, but that game's been really fun. Like I've, I am glad that there exists now an RTS where you're basically just playing against the computer. It's, you know, you can pause it, uh, you can come back to it later. So I've been, I've been playing that game a fair bit because I can play it for 30 minutes or an hour and then come back to it the next day, mm-hmm. which has been fun. Nice. Um, so I've been really enjoying that, uh, even though I am I'm really bad at it. Like I've been watching Twitch streams to try and get a little bit better and see if I'm maybe missing some tactics or something. Um, but it is just a very tough game. I'm playing on 60% difficulty and, mm. and I've only made it to the end of the game once. And at the end, uh, I don't think this is really spoiling anything, but like basically zombies come from everywhere. There's a massive horde. They come from every direction. Um, mm. So I got to the end of the game, but I was not even close to surviving the last wave. Like it, I was completely decimated. Mm. Um, so I still have yet to, I've I've won once on like the almost the easiest difficulty. Right. Uh but ratcheting up from there, I have not even been close to winning yet, which is uh a little bit of an ego, you know, an ego downer. <laughs> um when yeah. I see people on Twitch playing like 300, 400, 500% difficulty <laughs> and uh 60% is kind of pushing it for me. Right. But um yes. other game I've been playing a lot uh as I mentioned practicing guitar is uh I bought Rocksmith and uh, I just recently discovered uh, the incredible world of like custom fan-made Rocksmith uh, songs. Yes. Oh yeah, which nice. I should have realized before I even bought the game that that was a thing, but I didn't. And so I was starting. I was playing Rocksmith, and I was like, "Yeah, this game's cool, fine." But you know, the song selection is not really in line with a lot of my musical tastes. It's like a lot of kind of mm. pop type stuff, maybe some classic rock. There's not a whole lot of like hard rock metal type stuff, but I discovered that there is a whole bunch of fan made stuff out there. So I spent you know like a few hours basically going through some of that and then downloading the, the downloading the songs, installing them, and uh, and so Rocksmith has been a lot more fun uh, since I discovered That's all these cool. fan made songs. Yeah, and so I now have a much bigger library of songs that I actually want to learn and play 
you know, like stuff stuff by like Tool and Metallica and Trivium and you know all these yes. these bands that yeah. I actually like. I want to learn the songs for. Coheed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. Um, so that's been super fun. Um, yeah. And and now that I have I have like a really long backlog of songs to learn. Um, so I anticipate playing Rocksmith quite a bit. Like with that addition, it's been probably mm-hmm. the best, some of the best sixty bucks I've spent. Um, because it basically becomes a, a really great learning tool when you have a specific song you want to learn. And so I've been, I spent like a couple hours the other night just like learning one song all the way through. And, uh, and the really neat thing I like about Rocksmith, uh, which like makes sense because it's a video game, but it changes the tone of your guitar depending on where you are in the song. So if you have a song that switches back and forth between like acoustic sounds and then goes heavier mm-hmm. and then switches back to acoustic, it does all of that for you. So you actually can get the feeling like you're playing that real song without having to mess with like a pedal that changes your tone and all that. Um, so that's mm-hmm. been one of the neatest parts for me is just like sort of playing along with the song and it switches the distortion and all the effects for you so that your song you know, kind of sounds like the real thing. So mm-hmm. that's been super fun. Nice. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, what about you, KB? What have you been playing? I got to play quite a bit uh, these past couple weeks. I've just been trying to finish up the backlog, played a couple new things. Uh, in the time between last podcast to literally last night, mm-hmm. I managed to, well, not really the entire series, but I ma- marathoned the main uh, three uh, God of War games mm-hmm. to yes. uh, kind of get ready for the fourth one. And those have just been really really good action games that still like really hold up god of war one is like 13 years old and it still is good and that's just Mm -hmm. a series that consistently gets better and better and by the time you're at the third one which came out in 2010 and playing it on ps4 in the remaster still looks so damn good today Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was really surprising and it's just a great send God, off. When, when I just realized that 2010 was eight years ago. I know, <laughs> I know dude. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it's the, the stuff that wow. they accomplish in that game for the time, like the sense mm. of scale. I mean, without really spoiling anything, but it's just, it was phenomenal. And uh, I'm extremely cautiously optimistic for the fourth one. For because, the new one? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I have no doubt it'll be a good game. But I, it just doesn't seem like God of War to me. You know, it seems like they just threw mm-hmm. Kratos in this world because it, it just it doesn't seem like anything that you know God of War for uh, mm-hmm. shows its face here. Like it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get really exceedingly brutal. Uh, I really don't see them doing a sex mini game in this one with you know <laughs> the little boy following him around everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to play it. I'm I'm probably still going to enjoy it. Uh, it makes me sad that they scrubbed the original voice actor for Kratos because uh, apparently it's because they wanted to do a mocap. And uh, the guy who has this deep, incredible voice for Kratos, like he's a pretty scrawny guy and uh, they just couldn't do him for the mocap. So now the guy is just trying his best to sound like, you know, TC Carson, his voice. So mm. it's a little disappointing, but, you know, I'm sure the game will be fun. So that was good. Other than that, I played a lot more. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this since the game released. I know I talked about the beta, but Dragon Ball Fighters came out, and uh, yeah, I know people have been yeah. liking that. Oh yeah, that's one of the best fighting games that's come out in a long time, in my opinion. It's just 
it's really blown away my expectations as far as like <clears throat> like what you can visually do in a fighting game, and then also it's really deceivingly it's it's really deep. The the combat isn't you know you think of anime fighters like this, you think of you know not that much depth, like a lot of infinites coming out, and you can do that, but there are a surprising number of like subsystems at play here, and it's it's a really deep fighting game, and it's just I've never seen any Dragon Ball, but I. I mean, I know the characters just from, you know, talking to other people, like friends of mine who, you know, grew up watching Dragon Ball. So I felt like I still kind of knew everything that was going on and could appreciate all the fan service they were doing. Mm. And yeah, it's just incredibly fun. Really good game. And uh, they, I'll talk about, actually, I remembered something I want to add to Quick Hits. I'll, I'll throw it in when we, uh, at one point, but uh, I'll talk more about that in a second. But yeah, that's been a, uh, been really fun and lastly the only other thing i really put a lot of time into even though um not like a crazy amount i still haven't beat it but the uh the shadow of the colossus remake came out a few days ago and uh which is more than just the remaster they completely redid the game from the ground up and it's 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 phenomenal it is such an incredibly good game it took a game that was like man this game's so good it's an experience and they took it into holy shit this game is blowing my mind in ways like i don't even remember it doing like Mm. well i'm only five uh colossi deep which i actually never finished it on ps2 but it's still it's i'm glad it didn't launch at 60 because i feel like if it did a lot of people would you know despite it being well worth 60 for the game in my opinion a lot of people Mm. wouldn't try it out but for 40 Definitely pick it up. It's if you haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, it is an essential game to play, and this is the best way to play it by far. So I can't recommend it more. It's man, I'm, I'm great, coming. Some great Actually. clips going around of, uh, yeah. of like glitches in that game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some good part <laughs> where they where they spin out. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are pretty good. <laughs> Not intended, you know. You can enjoy the game in a number of different ways, using the glitches too. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fucking love that game. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Cool. Um, all right. What about you, uh, Yang? What you've been playing? Uh, I have been playing a little bit of Battalion 1944. Um, oh, that's right. Yes. Mostly because you know it, there is. It's one of those games. I feel like it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't hear about it until maybe like a little over a week before its uh its early access release. Mm-hmm. But it was it was pitched. If you're not familiar with it, it was pitched very hard as uh, reminiscent of the old uh, Call of Duty Pro Mod. Uh, had all the tools built into it for competitive play. And I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't come from a very heavy COD background, uh, but my interest in it was, you know, from the idea of a competitive shooter that isn't Counter-Strike. Um, nope. And of course, that play is not really anything like Counter-Strike, but it is, I'd say it's a very, in terms of, uh, of competitive aspects, I mean, there's already tournaments running for this game. Uh, people are already figuring out uh, and developing metas for, for competitive play, and it's pretty crazy to watch. The game feels yeah. good. Um, it's, it had issues with servers at launch, but I mean, I don't know if any of that was uh, like unexpected given that they, apparently they had what, three or four times, uh, the amount of people trying to play than they were anticipating from their closed beta. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I think the game overall, like I, I enjoy the game, but I think overall it's really going to appeal to people who miss classic call of duty, um, because it has all of those aspects to it that are basically 
basically COD Pro Mod. Um, yeah, and it's 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 fun. I don't know if it's for for me specifically, but I can see this developing into into a much larger scene, especially given that there's already been some like pretty well made tournaments on the game. Uh, and aside from Battalion, uh, I did recently take like a, a proper dive into and finally beat the game, uh, Dark Souls Three, which is not a yeah. game I had ever had any investment mm -hmm. into. It's not a series that I followed. I was aware of it. Um, and finally, after, I don't know, three or four years of people saying, you got to play Dark Souls, you got to play Dark Souls, I finally gave in. Um, I purchased mm -hmm. it actually last year and never really played it. And then earlier uh, in January, I finally started to play it. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I'm in. I like it. I like the I like the universe that it more than anything else. I'm not really sold on the difficulty of the game. Uh, a lot of people like really rave about the sense of accomplishment and beating a boss and making your way through all these difficult areas. I like the boss design. I am not really a fan of how they do, uh, I guess, the more common enemies. Because when you get beat by a boss, it feels like you have something to learn from that that's unique and interesting. I feel like when you get beat by a mob, you kind of got unlucky because they'll hit you it'll stun you and you can't really do anything. And then another one will hit you and you get trapped in a corner and the camera gets stuck on something. <laughs> um, it, I don't get the same satisfaction of like, I have something to lose <laughs> when, a, when a mob mm. beats me instead of a boss. Uh, but I know that, that a lot of Dark Souls 3 people or Dark Souls fans are going to disagree with me on that, saying that, of course, you have something to learn from the, mob, from the mobs. You're going to, you have to play a certain way. You have to get around it a certain way. But uh I overall enjoy the game a lot. I still have to play the DLC, um, which I hear yeah, I hear the Ring City is very good. So I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Overall, mm. I like the game. But um, yeah, I think that's maybe the one gripe I have about it. It's not really a gripe. I'm trying to nitpick. Uh, Katie had a very dramatic zoom in on his face while I was complaining about uh, mob death. So I would really like for him to elaborate <laughs> um, on that. I, I, was, I was just going to say, I was watching <laughs> Katie's face as you start, we're starting to talk about Dark Souls because I could feel his butthole. <laughs> Pucker, <laughs> yeah, just from here, yeah. <laughs> just waiting for your review of that franchise, but yeah. no, I mean that's a solid complaint. We all need to get good at some point, and uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that, no, that's I mean, like, legitimate. I know the point is like you die and you learn from it, but I didn't feel like if I die to a boss, I feel like okay, cool. Like I know right. how to learn from this. I'm, I know there's a there's an end goal. Me getting stun locked into a corner just doesn't really feel like I, I have a lot that. to learn from. Right. Like I, that I mean, feels like that feels like I dodged one attack, but the other guy timed it just right. That I happy happened to catch me out of a roll, and yeah, exactly. like there is a little bit to learn, but it doesn't. It's not as rewarding as when you learn from dying to a boss. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, the way I kind of see it is Dark Souls, and the most extreme case of this was definitely Dark Souls Two, where what can really sour the difficulty balance in that game is when they tone up the amount of enemies to a really stupid degree. Like, three uh, did it a few times, two did it a lot, like, uh, where they would increase difficulty just by including more of the same enemy. And so things like stunlocking like that. Is that kind of what you're talking about? I mean... Yeah, like, like, I'm not saying, saying that, that, oh, getting killed by mobs means you there's nothing to learn from it. I'm saying it's not a satisfying lesson, where it's like, okay, I uh, now I know that I have to dodge this boss's phase in a certain way, or I know he switches up his tempo here, this is just like, I got to make sure I roll a whole bunch and avoid and kite this enemy. 
Like it's right. not yeah. getting around it is not satisfying and learning the lesson and employing that is not satisfying in the same way that beating a boss is. Yeah, the thing like, I it's, it's kind of like in WoW when you're when you're in a raid and you're you want to get to the boss but there's a ton of trash mobs and like dying to the trash mobs no one no one has fun with that. Like you don't want that to be the hard part of the game that takes you a while. You want to get in right. on the bosses where you feel like you can make progress and learn from, you know, from the mistakes or the different phases. Right. Well, just thinking, expanding more on like we talked about, just like rolling and rolling and rolling. Because one that kind of reminded me, like with three, it really took a cue from Bloodborne, where they decreased overall like stamina consumption for rolls and everything, and with the speed of the game being a lot higher. Because Dark Souls one, everything a lot slower, a lot more methodical, and a lot more about reading moves. But in three and uh, Bloodborne three especially, there's a much higher tendency for enemies to throw out much faster attacks. The player is much faster, which is to like accommodate for that. So yeah, now I think about it, a lot of three came down to like, uh, there's a lot more, more sporadic rolling in the third one to just dodge like really overwhelming attacks instead of like how I was in Dark Souls one or Demon Souls where you're playing it really slow and looking for that opening. Like you should be doing against like bosses and everything. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Right. I mean, again, overall, I had a very positive experience with the game, but that's really the two okay. I've been playing. I got a chance to play Battalion, and then I've been sinking time into Dark Souls 3, uh, and now just uh, biding time until I can have find the, find the time to play the DLC properly and sit down and try to grind through that. Gotcha. Speaking of Dark Souls 3, if you want to check it out, uh, Humble Bundle, their Humble Monthly thing they're doing is... Uh, Right now, you can get Dark Souls 3 with the first of two DLCs for only $12. And then at the end of the month, you get the rest of the, the Humble Bundle monthly, which are 90% of the time a really, really great value of, you know, not like garbage Steam games. So it's definitely worth it if you want to get into that and get surprised later this month. Nice. Just wanted to throw that in there. Um, awesome. Uh, and I'll go real quick. I just wanted to jump in. I mean, the... The thing that I'm playing the most that's that's newish is definitely Battalion 1944, and uh, I think it's great. I, I I love it. It's super competitive. It's it's already going to have a pretty diehard competitive scene because it's pulling in kind of what you said, Yang. It's basically made for the pro mod and um, people that played even Call of Duty 2 and some of those other ones competitively. So um, I know that's like a smaller part of the market, but I think one thing that CS has done with its popularity has helped games like Battalion, which come out, because again, the similarities kind of end with, uh, the game type is basically 5v5 Diffuse, which is fine, but it kind of ends there as far as like mechanics, it plays much more like a pro mod, a very fast Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. um, but because people are so familiar and enjoy that counter, you know, the Counter-Strike Diffuse game mode, people that wouldn't normally necessarily be interested in something that's touted as, um, you know, a competitive Call of Duty-like shooter, um, really stripped down, no kill streaks and stuff like that are coming over and playing this game, which I think it explains a lot of the demand. Um, and so I think you're gonna have a lot of younger kids and people that wouldn't normally be into this if Counter-Strike wasn't so popular and hadn't gotten to the point that it had um, that'll now play Battalion. I think it's benefiting from that. And um, again, it's not perfect. It, it it has you know a few things here and there that they need to work on, but I mean, the competitive aspect is built into it off the ground, which is great. There's already, like you said, been a bunch of tournaments um, I have. I literally liked it so much. I literally went out and got a private server, and we've been doing ten mans on there. 
Um, it's a black and it's priced right. I mean, it was on sale for like twelve or thirteen bucks. Yeah, I, was it was say, yeah. Sure. I think the price is the most it's, impressive part to me that they're yeah, like full price really is good. fifteen bucks. Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely it's something where point. you know people will pick it up because if you want to play yeah. it with your friend for a day or two, like you can still get fifteen dollars worth of value out of that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really? And I think uh, and I think it's good. I think it's exciting to have because again, Call of Duty, the this game is if if it if it is able to be as successful as I think it can be, and I don't think it's going to be overnight. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. But this is a game that has the potential to be huge because. You're going to get, you know, because Call of Duty is a game where if you're playing the vanilla Call of Duties that come out every single year, what is always the gripe? It's like, okay, well, what fucking version of the game are we going to have to learn and play right now for the pro scene, right? And again, I don't think that will necessarily change because you've got Activision behind that with all that money. But a game like this now offers the stability of Counter-Strike where, of course, Counter-Strike is updated. But the core game and the version that we play, other than patching the weapons or changing the map, stays the same. And um, you're going to get that kind of um, that kind of steady development now um, in a game that's not going to change and be totally different in every iteration like Call of Duty is. And so the people that want a Call of Duty fast playing competitive experience can play Battalion on the PC and know that they'll be able to stick with this game for a long time and continue to be good and not be like, oh, I played COD Ghost and now I'm playing a fucking World War II version. And now, I'm, you know what I mean? Because that, that is that is something that I feel like people complain about a lot. So I mean I think it's I think it's set up right now to be really successful and I think part of the reason they're shocked they they were kind of overwhelmed with the um obviously like the server and stuff were were issues when it launched but um like the core game that they have there is I think is really good and really satisfying and I think it's I think it's going to be again I don't want to make any predictions but I think it definitely could slide in uh to a part of the esports market that isn't really being um tapped right now by anything so yeah, I think, right. I think there is a there. I feel like there is definitely demand for a game that has the cadence of a Counter Strike, and that it's it's pretty right. predictable. If you get good at yep. it right now, there's a good yep. chance you will still be very good at it in a year or two. Yep. And uh, and like you said, I think people you know people do get that fatigue of a game that changes so yep. often. Or in the case of Call of Duty, I mean, it's literally a different game every year. Every so year, yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to yeah. see if there is real demand for another experience like that sort of a call of duty that doesn't change um yeah and it sounds i mean i'm glad they've done really well off the start um yeah and i think if they can you know if they can smooth smooth out the rough edges and then have like a clean launch because i think they're in early access right yeah mm -hmm. so i think you know i think yeah. there will probably be a lot of people who will maybe keep an eye on it and even 15 dollars because it's in early access you know some people may be a, a little bit hesitant but if they can yeah. if they can have like a really strong early access you know, have a have a sort of a vibrant community, and then do a full launch. Um, you know, I think that I, I hope a game like that can be successful, um, especially because yep. some of the just thinking about this recently, some of the the shooters that have come out recently have sort of fizzled out, except for you know like PUBG, Fortnite, kind of the battle royale stuff. But you look at like Quake Champions, and I was reminded yeah. recently of Unreal Tournament. Like I don't, yeah. Unreal Tournament yeah. was supposed to like come out and supposed to have a like a marketplace. I don't even I don't yeah. know where that game is now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know some of these games that you would expect to do well because they kind of hit on the nostalgia, but they're sort of almost remastered versions of these old games that people loved. You know haven't haven't really done anything. I mean like Quake yeah. Champions. I don't I don't think you can call Quake Champions a resounding success. Like. There's not really a huge community about that. You're not really hearing a ton about it. 
Um, yeah. So I would I hope that there is a game that can get a lasting player base, and you know it would be cool if it was a an indie title that was trying to hark back to the days of Pro Mod. Like that would be really neat. Definitely. I hope yeah. it does well. I was on YouTube and <laughs> I saw that IGN uploaded gameplay for Battalion, mm. and <laughs> just seeing the IGN comment section unleash upon this game. (laughs) The clip they put up, the guy was terrible, maybe got two kills. Some of these comments are just so frustrating. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we hold our video games to a higher standard. (laughs) Improve everything, then we will talk. Wow. Wow. What an argument with that. Improve everything, then we'll talk. <laughs> the graphics from 1944. Someone said dropping that. Yeah, that's the thing is like people don't that, and that's what because some people were saying that people come to my stream and be like, "Wow, what are these graphics from a PS2 game?" I'm like, "This game was not made for like, uh, I, I don't want to say it wasn't made for people like them, but it's it's or it's made for the diehard audience that they know that they would be able to bring to the game, which have already given the life." Given life has given a crazy amount of life to the game because it's bringing back all these old names from Pro Mod and you know so so it builds off of that diehard base and then like I'm saying like me playing it and other people who have never played it before are really enjoying it because we like Counter Strike and we like other stuff I think they have the potential to continue to grow it but yeah people look at that and they go like this is supposed to compete with Call of Duty like no it's not supposed to compete with vanilla Call of Duty it's mm-hmm. supposed to remind people of a really competitive version of the game that was basically called Pro Mod. And, you know, a lot of people just don't understand that. And so, like, yeah. it, even, like, the performance of it, it's streamlined to try to be run efficiently as possible. And at least on my machine, it runs really well. I don't know. There's definitely some crashing things, and they're still in early access. So it's not perfect, but they definitely, like, all the UI options, the graph. I mean, you can set that thing to look like, I mean, it can look like a, a fucking Wii game if you really wanted to make it, you know, run well. Right. So. Yeah. Um, say that's that's how old games used to used to work it's like you right. can set you can set the graphic settings but then you pull down the console i mean i remember playing enemy yep. territory like you know it yep. it was a fine looking game for its time but a lot right. of the competitive players would pull down the console and change a bunch of the like you know the quake engine settings and that yep. game you could make that game look like garbage and that's how <laughs> a lot of these that's how a lot yep. of the competitive players played because it was like you get the visual artifacts out of the way and you know you're you're a better competitive player because of that. So it's uh, I think it's yep. it seems like it, it it is starting out with sort of a a marketing message that really hits on a pretty niche audience. Yeah. But also, I mean, in in 2018, like I would have thought PUBG was hitting a niche audience, and like True. that that exploded. So I think yep. it would be really cool if a game like that actually does get a you know a hardcore following, but then can maybe turn it into something more. And you know the yeah. the uh, the romantic idealist in me wants to believe that there could be kind of a first person shooter renaissance uh, started by games like this. Um, totally agree. Yeah. Um, speaking of first person shooter renaissance, not well, I don't know. That's kind of a segue. But speaking of more first person shooters, real quick before we get into the news here, because we need to. I also have been playing uh, this game called The Hunt Showdown, which oh, is by the, oh, the yeah. people over at uh, Crytek, which, uh, and from what, what I can gather, they've been working on this thing for two plus years, and this is like their, one of their, their, their like final, I don't know, I, I constantly see in chat people are like, if this doesn't work for Crytek, they're done, because they've been putting a lot of time into this, and I have to say, <laughs> the Hunt Showdown is a fucking brilliant idea, and so far it seems to be executed really well. Um, I was able to get some, uh, I guess it's an early, I, I think it's an alpha still, I don't even think it's a beta yet, it's a closed alpha, 
if I'm not mistaken. But basically, if you haven't seen it or don't know anything about it, the idea is uh, you are dropped into this world either solo or with another player. Um, it's kind of like uh, time period. Think like, uh, I don't know, like Western, I guess. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's supposed to be, but 1800s wagons, cowboy looking dudes with uh, that kind of uh, you know revolvers and rifles. And you play, so you get dropped into a map and there's 10 people total. And so it's PVE and PVP. And you're, as you get dropped in, it, and it's also, it's there's zombies everywhere um, and different kinds of infected. And your whole goal is to find these three clues to be able to uh, basically kill this monster. And the way that you get points, and uh, there's a couple different ways to do it, but once you find the three clues and are able to identify the boss, basically, that you have to kill, um, you kill the boss, and then you have to banish his soul to hell. I know it's, this is confusing. You <laughs> banish his soul to hell, and then during that time period, um, all of the players on the map can see uh, where that's happening from. And it basically creates this crazy... There's all kinds of crazy situations that happen. So you're dealing with all of the zombies, so the PvE stuff, trying to stay alive. You're dealing with trying to figure out, do you want to be the one to kill the boss um, while, other, while other players are also possibly going to kill you? Do you just want to lurk and kind of wait until the end of the game to try to steal the thing that the boss drops from the people trying to act at the map. Cause the way that you basically win the game is you have to extract with the stuff that you've taken. And then it also has permadeath. So uh, your character, which you build up over time, if he, if he dies in the game, you have to restart, you have to recruit somebody else and start from zero. So it's mm-hmm. kind of got like a escape from Tarkov uh, elements with a couple of other things. And it's, it's, once you kind of get the hang of it, it, dude, it's it's crazy. It's really really intense. I really like the gunplay. It's on the Crytek. It's on the uh, Crytek uh, CryEngine, so it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, it's really. Uh, I think it's going to be a game. Hopefully, that has some legs. They're going to definitely have to. Right now, there's only I think one map, and there's two different boss types that you have to that you can experience. One's a spider that's super creepy, and then one's this massive. Um, I forget what it's called. It's called the Butcher. It's like a a pig man thing. That's pretty oh, terrifying. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy. Atmospherically, that game is incredible. Like watching, watching you stream it, it is, it really like puts you into this dark, creepy world. It does. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really terrifying. And, um, I just, again, like I said, in the, in the alpha, it's really fun to play with somebody else. But even if you play solo, when you drop in, it's so satisfying, like stalk a team of dudes or like kill them. Um, I don't know. I, I I just keep your eye on this game. Keep it in the back of your mind. Um, it's kind of again keys. I mean, I think you can go on the website and just request a key. You might get lucky yes. and get yeah, one. You have to sign um, up for uh, for yeah. a key, and then they're releasing them in waves, which they are yeah. still doing. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing it one wave or two waves a week or something like that. Yeah, um, that's yeah, just huntshowdown.com. Huntshowdown. Yeah, so definitely do that if you're at all interested in what in what you hear. It's it's just a crazy experience. It's just it's as a terrifying. heads up, though, and I'm sh- I'm sure this is not. I mean, there's a whole article written about this, and I really sure. don't. I see it as a non-issue uh, because, of course, yeah. this is going to change. At the moment, the work in progress recommends a GTX 970 as a minimum. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, it's it's a it's a hog. It's pretty. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, you can run so. Yeah, it's a crack game, and right now they're not really all the stuff that you can change. There's a few settings you can change via console, but there's like no graphic settings options at the moment. It's it's like you go in, and you can like turn off um, motion blur, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you so if you are gonna lower it, you have to use. But again, then sometimes it makes the game unstable. So 
totally, totally agree. It's um, hopefully, uh, obviously, this is just an alpha. I'm sure they'll they'll improve that as it goes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, could I definitely have no doubt that this game could not launch with a recommended 970. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like sorry, like the actual recommended specs are: it's an Intel i5, 12 gigabytes of RAM, a GTX 970. Like that's not necessarily reasonable to launch with, but uh, just at the no. moment, if you are going to sign up for that alpha, just be aware that that is currently what their requirements are. Yep, but definitely, yeah, definitely one of my favorite um, experiences, and I, I, I do. I hope. I think it's going to be a big seller, and I'm excited to see what else they kind of released and. And what they what they do with it. it has so many cool elements from other like it's it's such a cool hodgepodge of like uh, multiplayer FPS PVE um, you know like just the whole kind of risk reward system of like because you could even be in a situation like let's say you've got a guy that you you survived twenty or thirty games and he's like max level and he has all these things unlocked and you're trying to decide like you're the last one alive and in, in your group or something like that and it's like do you continue to risk it if you're like and go in a hot LZ and possibly die. Do you just extract with the kills and stuff that you've gotten so far? So anyway, there like it kind of there's a lot of strategy and stuff to the game, I feel like later on as you kind of continue to develop your characters, which is kind of cool. Um but yeah, anyway, uh so that's that was a long what we've been playing section, but it was good. I mean we haven't there hasn't been a cast for a little bit. So let's jump in though uh to in, into some news here. Um so speaking of a GTX 970 as a minimum spec, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's really not what um, anybody's looking for, right? You could probably get that a GTX 970. That might be all you can get your hands on right now. <laughs> Perfect, Brandon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, those are probably fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, the NVIDIA CEO, um, yeah, I'm just going to read the quote. He said, we're doing everything we can to increase GPU supply. And we've talked about this in the past quite a bit, but you know, with the, with the crazy rise of cryptocurrency um, has come, you know, crypto miners who are basically monopolizing the GPU market and making it Brandon, uh, basically impossible yeah. to build a, an affordable PC. Yeah. It's been really, really rough. Uh, we've yeah. talked about it before, but it, it hasn't really gotten any better. And, uh, you know, and you see, you see like those tweets going around and stuff with screenshots of people, uh, you know, talking about crypto miners ordering dozens at a time, um, right. you know, and basically like video cards are out of stock everywhere. I mean, they're out of stock online, people, uh, tweeting screenshots or, uh, you know, photos of micro center and Best Buy, you know, completely out of all video cards, um, you know, and it's been it's been really bad. Um, so bad that actually, like right now, it is it is sometimes a better deal to buy a pre-built PC. Like right yep. now, because of this issue with Ooh, GPUs, yeah. you can actually get a better price buying a pre-built in some cases than you can buy uh, buying all the parts yourself um, yep. because of this because of this video card problem. Um, so I mean, right. it's it's nice to see at least Nvidia is aware of it and. Um, I mean, they. I have to think they. They're like happy on one in one regard because they're selling an incredible amount of video cards. Yeah. But also, um, you know, it's it's sort of hurting. It is sort of hurting their their reputation right now, where they're basically doing nothing to make sure that gamers get these cards. Um, You know, they're basically all these cards are being sold to crypto miners, and that doesn't really do um, that. There, there is an argument that that's maybe bad for the long term health of the video card industry because in a yeah. year or two, or I don't know, a month or two, uh, given cryptocurrencies, 
crazy volatility, um, you know, people are going to be putting these cards on the market at a huge discount. And they're, so it's possible that we get a, mar a market flooded with a bunch of used cards. And, uh, you know, so that could really hurt the demand for new cards in, in the future. We don't know, but um, it seems like they're starting to implement policies like uh, only letting people buy a single card at a time from retailers. Um, I've yeah. also seen them selling uh, like motherboard and video card combos, uh, which, mm. you know, crypto miners aren't using gaming motherboards. Um, so that's another right. way to basically ensure that um, only people building gaming systems are buying these cards. Uh, so there's a lot of things that, you know, they seem to be taking measures slowly um, to stop the, the craziness. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's been honestly wild. Like I've never seen, I don't, I don't think I've seen anything like this, but since I've been building PCs, like mm. it, it has, I have never seen video card prices this out of control. And, um, and it's really disheartening because I don't, I don't want to tell people to buy a pre-built PC. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, right now that is probably the smart move. Um, yeah. unless you're willing to wait a little while or go with a really low spec GPU, um, which obviously mm -hmm. is not great. So, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully Nvidia and AMD both, you know, can implement some, uh, some of some of those uh, things with retailers to make sure that people can actually buy cards, but it's been really tough. Like last build guides, it was very tough to even find any like ten ten seventies or ten eighties in stock, and the ones I did find were marked up from MSRP, and you know are, are usually like from brands you wouldn't necessarily prefer to buy from. Um, so anyway, uh, it's nice to see that the CEO at least recognizes its problem and uh claims to want to want to help us out but i haven't yeah. i haven't seen that much in action so far like stuff is still out of stock and crazy so um let's hope that in the next in the next month or two that things kind of calm down yeah um it is interesting too in that uh, in that article um it said you know but they said like they can't put any official restrictions in place to ensure players get priority but like you said they can do it's Stuff yeah. Like basically, they can, yeah, they can creative. do they can do all sorts of things that sort of that that Ex wouldn't make uh, financial sense for a crypto mining exactly. rig. Um, right. So they you know they can they can do enough to make sure that they that they stop running out of cards. Like right now, I th I think the problem is that I think they kind of got hit by surprise and were out of stock and basically continue to be out of stock before they had policies in place for this stuff. Like normally you wouldn't normally you wouldn't ever limit the number of cards someone can buy because obviously they're in the market of selling video cards. So um, yeah. you know I can't I can't blame them too much for not having those policies in place beforehand, but it really has gotten out of control. So um, you know so I do hope that they that they're able to keep some of this stuff um, in the hands of people that are actually looking to buy and you know build real systems and not just stick them in server farms. Yeah. Um, well, speaking, speaking of needing server farms, <laughs> yes. Was like, God damn it! I didn't know if you were going to take it or not, but that was perfect. Fortnite. <laughs> yes. Fortnite has uh, has seems like it's been kind of setting the world on fire uh, recently, and they had they had a service outage, and then made a post mortem about this outage that was a little bit. Uh, a little bit interesting for a postmortem, and that it sort of pat themselves on the back for the reason of for the postmortem. 
Um, <laughs> but they apparently, according according to them, they hit 3.4 million concurrent players on Fortnite, which uh, basically you know caused a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of outages um, because they weren't prepared to handle that level of load. Um, but that's a, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty crazy thing. You know, people were obviously reporting that, uh, they surpassed PUBG in terms of concurrence, which, um, is definitely noteworthy, but it should be noted too, that Fortnite is free to play. Um, whereas PUBG is a $30 game. So not exactly apples to apples, but still, I mean, 3.4 million concurrence is nothing to sneeze at. And frankly is, I mean, is just wild to me that Fortnite has hit those numbers so quickly. Um, like I knew Fortnite was doing well, but that is, I mean, they're yeah, they're great. they're quickly like one of the biggest games out there. Um, yeah, sure. And they've been it's been kind of like quietly. I don't know. I just feel like it's been it's been quietly uh, coming up to now compete with the big dogs. Really. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's crazy numbers. I mean that's if that's if 3.4 million concurrent is actually true, which we can't verify. I mean, sure, there's lots of stats right. in this, and but I mean, I can I can make you know anybody can doctor screenshots. Which again, we don't, I don't have any reason to say that they're doing but that. We, we can like we can safely too. assume even if it's not even if that 3.4 number is is maybe generous or something. Like it's it's at least like what probably well over a million, 1.5 million. Like it's clearly large numbers. Yeah, it's yes. huge. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's cr- I mean that's crazy. But I mean again, Fortnite. Uh, it's what I said about Fortnite when I was playing it before it even like blew up, like way back in the day when we were when we were playing it. Um, you know, it, the game is it's a joy to play. It runs well. They haven't you know they haven't f- uh, fucked it with like obviously there's been a lot of server issues and stuff as the game has gotten this big and obviously that's what they're addressing with this post mortem. But um, you know they're, they're way further along with the engine than the PUBG devs are because they made a game, you know, I like, let's not forget they spent all this time on this, on this fucking stupid idea of this Minecraft base building zombie defense shit. (laughs) And no one wanted to play. Like by the time they were done, it sounded cool three years ago when they started. But then when it came out, people were like, okay, like what, why, why would I care about this? And, but they pivoted to their credit into the battle Royale. And again, we were skeptical when it first happened and I played it and I was like, shit, this is really good. And they continue to improve on that. And so, I mean, is this one of the greatest pivots in gaming yeah. history? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Name a better. Easily, oh, yeah. easily one of the like one of the most opportunistic successes of just like seeing <laughs> seeing crazy. quickly where there's clear demand in the market and this market can support more than one player. Right. And right. I mean, just <laughs> basically changing the whole game in a hurry. And the engine—I mean, I think you're right—that the engine is good enough, the performance is there, that and the game—the game is good enough that it gets people playing it, and they've just snowballed. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because again, because I mean, you can pivot. Like, it's one thing—it's one thing to pivot and then you know have a mediocre product or something that's not really going to work, but to put out a product of this quality that continues to have this kind of success is is really is really crazy. But. Um, so yeah, some more power to them. I, mean, I think it's, I think it's great, and um, we'll have to we'll have to see. I mean, again, we were just remember when we were talking about PUBG being like, oh, what what are they going to top out at? Um, I don't know. I guess we got to be start having that conversation about Fortnite. What any idea? Like, we should check what the PUBG uh, numbers are. Again, PUBG is on Xbox, 
as well. So I guess those numbers aren't going to be included in the Steam stuff. So we can't be 100% sure. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the thing too is, is, the, that's the problem. is that Fortnite is on multiple platforms and so that's combined CCU. And so we don't know, we don't know PUBG's combined CCU between Steam and yeah, exactly. Xbox, but it's, I mean, it, it, it could be very high. Their, their all-time peak, they hit 3.2 and they're still, you know, hovering 2.7 yeah. was their 24-hour okay. peak. So, you know, PUBG it's is... Pretty... PUBG so is crazy. still way up there and, and could very well be more than Fortnite when it comes to combined uh, players with Xbox. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. regardless, like both of these games seem to have, like for, Fortnite being on that level is kind of incredible given that, uh, you know, PUBG, PUBG had to grow to that. Like PUBG has been out uh, at this point for nearly a year, um, right. you know, since they launched. Right. And so, like, PUBG was, I think, actually a pretty fast burn in terms of their growth. Like, they kept growing and growing and growing. For Fortnite to already be where they are, though, with, with I mean, I don't even remember when Fortnite came out, but it's really new. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to be there already is, is pretty wild, though. So. Yeah. I mean, we also have to consider Fortnite, there is no, like, it's a free-to-play. So there yeah. isn't even that $30 price tag that PUBG had. But it's still, regardless, it's still crazy impressive. Like, um for them to not even be a player in the space as long as uh, PUBG has been and for them to get there. So, um, yeah. And it's clear, it's clear that they, yeah, I feel like they've caught on just from what I can, what I can glean is it feels like they've caught on with a youth market. um, Yes, absolutely. uh, You know, that I'm not like really part of, but uh, it's, it just seems like the kind of the colorful, the colorful palette, the fact that it's kind of a little more cartoony it feels like they're they're catching on with a younger player base, um, which yep. you know more more power to them. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. So I mean, with that kind of stuff, you know, obviously they're making their money from microtransactions with like skins and stuff like that. Um, and uh, speaking of making money from microtransactions like <laughs> skins and stuff like that, Activision Blizzard revealed that they earned more than four billion dollars on in-game purchases in 2017. $4 That's insane. insane. They earned $7 billion in net revenue in 2017, and $4 of that was from from microtransactions. That is wild. I I don't even know. I don't know what I expected to see, like, out of them. For, like, I mean, I I think I would have been impressed with, like, a billion. I would have been like, wow, that's crazy. But for it to be more than half of what of what they earn total, I I don't know if I ever would have would have guessed that, but I guess I I guess I should have when you consider, you know, what the player base was. But also, I, I mean, yeah, the other thing we have to remember though with that number is that uh, that Activision Blizzard now owns King, so they own Candy Crush, and Candy Crush you know, does right for reasons I cannot comprehend. Yes, it does. Uh, does incredible revenues on the App yeah. Store. Yeah. Um, but man, like the fact, the fact that more than, you know, more than 50% of their overall yep. revenue is coming in yeah. through in-game purchases is, is honestly crazy when you, when you yeah. look at like just how, how much the market has changed in, you know, I don't know, five, five-ish, six, seven years. Like the fact yeah. that now you have entire companies that are basically built on, Sort of these these additional revenue streams that you don't even think you don't even think would be that big. I mean, I I play yeah. games a lot, and I don't spend much no. money on in game stuff. Like I just don't. Yep. 
Um, but the yeah. whole market now is being driven by people <laughs> buying stuff in games. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's again part of me. Again, it gets back to. It reminds me of that conversation we had with Ben Basic, who's very passionate and anti-microtransactions as he works on his own uh, indie game. But we were kind of, you know, my whole take was like, again, I'm not against microtransactions in the sense of if it doesn't change the gameplay. Like, I'm not, I don't really care about skins and stuff like that. And I think there's certain games that do it well and other games that do it, you know, poorly. I definitely don't like the, hey, buy this game for 60 bucks or get the $80 edition with the DLC. You know, every DLC pack's 20 bucks. I don't like that stuff. But I mean, with something like Overwatch, where it's purely cosmetic, um, you know, I know they have loot crates and stuff like that to, to be able to get it, but I don't, I don't really have an issue. But I guess even with an example like Overwatch and Blizzard who are doing it, I, I guess, as right as you can in, in a certain sense. I mean, we can get into, like, the whole gambling aspect and young kids playing it and, and doing all their stuff. But um, it then just continues. I mean, like, when these headlines come out and all the games that we dislike or franchises that we dislike that are doing microtransactions, they look at this and they go, Activision Blizzard made $4 billion. Like, man, we really got to step up our game, you know? And that yeah. that's unfortunate because then it's like, you know, for the players that do it well, okay, for as many as are, that are act, like Activision, or Blizzard in general, I'll stop saying Activision, Blizzard, but that maybe have some kind of uh, morality, uh, if you can call it that, with it to be like, okay, we're just going to keep this on, on, on skins and not change gameplay. There are so many other players that don't care about any of that stuff. Um, and so uh, it's like, I don't know, is it, is it better? Is it good for the space? I mean, we're never going back, which we talk about all the time, right? I mean, it's, it's impossible at this point. I think it's, um, it's like one of those, I mean, this is one of the reasons I, like when we're talking about Battalion, it's like yeah. part of me likes, part of me likes the idea of having just like a $15 game straight up that I right. just own forever and I'll be able to play it, you know, and if it's still going in three, four, five years, I will still be able to play it for that same $15. But yeah. on like the other part of me realizes that if that game is to be successful, there's just there's no chance that like that one fifteen dollar purchase is gonna pay all the bills for that sure. game to have a long lifespan. And That's so true. it's I'm I'm like I'm sort of conflicted because we have examples where it's done very poorly, um, and examples where it's done well, and I think that's that sort of. Uh, that's a that's a fine line that you have to figure out. But I think if you're developing it, if you're trying to develop a game, let's say Battalion, and you're not at least thinking about how do we have how do we make recurring revenue streams to keep yeah. this game alive? I mean, yeah. I personally, as a player, like the idea of just one time payment done. I can play forever. But like the economics at a certain point just don't make sense to at least not think about having in-game stuff to buy because people right. clearly people will buy it and oh, yeah, so you, you might as well give yourself the best chance at success and that's sort of the camp i'm in where i i don't have a problem with these existing if it helps fund games that i love and i don't have to buy them you know right. like i think it's cool that i paid for overwatch one time i'll probably never buy anything in overwatch but I'll be able to play that game in five years for the same $60 I paid for it. Yeah. But other exactly. people are basically paying for that game to continue getting better and better because they are willing to pay for stuff in game. So it's, yeah. I mean, you're right yeah. that like, there's no going back. Uh, so it's kind of just arguing for the sake of arguing. Um, 
but it's yeah. I think it is gonna I think it will continue to serve as a point of contention though in the gaming space because I'm sure we will continue seeing people do it poorly and that like that always disappoints me because that's right. a quick that's a quick way to lose trust in your player base really fast and I think yeah. it takes a long time to build up trust enough that people don't mind you know and don't feel like they're paying they're they're being taken advantage of so blizzard yeah. is like the example of doing that pretty well and yeah. you know so cool yeah. they're making like a billion dollars from this probably on the blizzard side now granted right. a lot of their stuff comes from candy crush which maybe like that's not on the gr so good side so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i don't know it's that's like true. it's not all it's not all roses even for activision blizzard yeah that's but they're true. making a lot of money so you they know, are their shareholders are happy i'm sure it's true that's uh, not going anywhere um all right, I guess we're going to get into we're going to get some quick hits here, right? Got a got a few different ones. I'm not even going to touch. I mean, Brandon, you've been so on fire with the segues. I'm just going to. I thought Ying else. was Ying was supposed to have <laughs> the segue was this, down. Was this Ying's segue here? I don't, I don't even remember this. this. This is Ying's time to shine. Oh, I thought I thought you wanted this one. I no, I you were. I thought it was whoever was going to do the Activision Blizzard article was going to transition into this one. Oh, look at the oh. shirking responsibility. <laughs> Listen, I'm just concerned about getting us the highest quality transition I mean, that we can get. Brandon has been on fire, so I mean, maybe you should just take it. You've been well, killing all it. Right. Belaboring a segue makes it a bad segue. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I mean, fair. fair. <laughs> I don't, yeah, see, now I'm on the spot. Well, mm. look, we had, a, we had an article about Activision Blizzard making $4 billion mm -hmm. in in-game purchases, and our next mm. article is just about the largest according to Activision Blizzard, the largest PC launch in Activision mm. history. So, yes. you, look, put the segue together yourself. Point is, Activision Blizzard <laughs> uh, is doing, has been doing a lot of big things. Uh, Destiny 2, um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting um, because I think Destiny 2, at least for me, has fallen off quite a bit. Uh, I have, I have kind of lost interest in it a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm, that PC player base um you know according to activision is their largest launch in history which uh i guess if you if you consider i guess they they say activision here so i'm thinking that they're not referring to blizzard games because i feel like blizzard would have had larger launches yeah definitely but uh but i mean regardless like activision does call of duty um and call of duty while not really on not really a major player in the PC space. Uh, you know, still still back in the day, sold a ton of PC copies. So for Destiny 2 to be the largest PC launch in Activision history, um, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, they say it's the largest PC launch based on units and, uh, and that the first expansion had a higher attach rate than the first expansion for the original Destiny, uh, which mm -hmm. is pretty impressive because, I mean, the original Destiny did really well. Um, I don't know, Ying. You, you. I feel like you're kind of our our resident Destiny correspondent. Right. Uh, what, what say <laughs> you here? I mean, it's not surprising um, because I it, it's it's I think it's an interesting dynamic because the idea that the first expansion had a higher attach rate I think is actually due to the fact that the base game has some inherent flaws that uh, mm. that Bungie is still recovering from. So. I guess the disclaimer is first that I actually really do like what the game has, 
Um, but the issue, and they do address it, is that the game is much less of a grind than the original Destiny. And as a result, people burn through the content, I think, a lot faster than what Bungie was expecting. And I'm wondering if that probably influenced the sales of the DLC, of people hoping that it would offer them you know, more content to go through, and it really didn't. So right now, if you follow the state of Destiny 2, uh, I mean, there are positives to take away from it, but the game right now is, uh, is struggling. Right now, if you were to go and follow Destiny 2, it's mostly the community manager, Deej, uh, trying to mm. keep every venue of communication uh, constant with the current player base and people who are following the game. Uh, it's been a lot of uh, roadmaps. It's been a lot of uh, streams where they're breaking down exactly what they're introducing and, and then acknowledging that this is what people have been saying and this is what they're doing to, to reach that stage. In that sense, it's hopeful. Um, but I think the worry is how many people are they actually going to be able to bring back by the time their new season and new DLC drops. Uh, mm. They even, over the past month or two, have, have seen streamers, like large streamers who have been providing a lot of the content for Destiny, separating their brand from the game. Uh, and there was a really well-written article that I was trying to track down. I don't remember where I saw it, but essentially streamers making very... Uh, well, strictly business-based decisions to separate their brand from Destiny because there just isn't enough content for them to create from it. You know, how they're basically mm. the, the overall feel was how many videos can we possibly make about things that Destiny 2 needs to fix before we want to come back? Um, so you see a lot of these big streamers branching off to other games that they either built their stream off before or newer releases um, that they feel they can get fresh content from. And that, again, speaks to the idea that the game... The game has the set pieces that I think are fun and enjoyable for people who are looking for this kind of a game, but you will burn through the base content very quickly, um, and it, you'll you'll find yourself sort of repeating the same activities with not not a very inspiring incentive to to play it over and over again. Um, I mean, I myself have fallen off of Destiny pretty hard, and I I played that game almost exclusively uh, for the first month and a well maybe say first two months that it was out. Uh, but there's just yeah. nothing that's bringing me sure. back to it, even though I do enjoy a lot of elements of the game. Well, the fact I, I think the fact though for me, I'm I'm kind of surprised that it had um, that it had a higher attach rate than the than the original Destiny, because that means on a like on a per copy basis, it had a, it had a higher relative percentage of people that bought the expansion. I didn't buy the expansion because like I mm -hmm. I mean I enjoyed playing Destiny two. Uh, I, you know, I think I got my money out of it, but I kind of fell off it and that was before the expansion even came out. So when the expansion came around, I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know that I want to pay another, uh, another 20 bucks to keep playing destiny. So I didn't buy it. Um, but the fact that more, more players on a percentage basis bought the first expansion of destiny two than did destiny one, like tells me that they, I mean, apparently they they did have a lot of people really hungry for that content. And um, I'll be curious to see if they can keep it up because I, I, I think I agree with everything you said that like it seems, it seems like it's having trouble, um, but also, I mean, at least from the numbers, it doesn't sound like it's having trouble. Like they're still breaking all these, they're still breaking all the records. Um, and so, you know, they have another expansion, I think, launching in May, which, I mean, for me, I just, I guess if you love Destiny, you're probably really looking forward to the expansion. 
I'm thinking that the other way, like, wow, they're already launching another expansion in a, in, you know, in a few months. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess that again, yeah. going back to the kind of the in-game kind of in-game revenue stuff, it's like running a game of the the scale of Destiny, like you can't you can't do it off of one sixty dollar purchase. So they have to keep making new content and getting people to buy the content. And um, so I don't know. I think yeah, the I, that... I think the game is still worth following um, right now, especially because their community manager has been doing a lot to try to keep everyone up to date. I mean, I, I'm trying. There's not too many examples that I can think of right now where the studio's communication is trying to be so uh, upfront and apparent. Uh, it more or less is going to come down to what they actually do, but they're being transparent right. enough that they're they're holding themselves accountable at least. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it, where it comes from in that sense, at least. Yeah, I think they're they're doing. They seem to be doing the right. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if it's the right thing, but they seem to be pretty open with uh, like releasing their development roadmap and trying to appease all of the players. Um, but as you said, it kind of depends on the delivery there, because um, I think the communication is just the first part. Then you actually have to make the changes people want to see. Um, and not, I mean, we've seen examples before where that doesn't end up actually being the game people want. Right. Uh, it's the game they think they want, and then it, it actually isn't, and they stop playing anyway. So, But, you know, Destiny 2, obviously doing very well. I'm still, I'm really glad they put it on PC, and I'm glad that it's the largest PC launch in Activision history, because that means hopefully they will continue thinking about putting games on PC you know, first and foremost, when they have new franchises or or sequels coming out, uh, I think this is like really good news for PC players because the the numbers are clearly there to support the PC as a platform for a game like Destiny. So I think that's that's hopefully you know good news for future Activision releases and you know and other other big companies that obviously take note of kind of how Activision does when they release their big AAA games. Um, and, you know, speaking of like Red Dead coming out soon and we don't know if that's going to be on PC, like hopefully hopefully everyone sees that the PC is a very viable platform that is worth being on. Um, so that's that's what I, I hope people take from, uh, you know, from the Destiny story. Oh, because I think he added. Isn't the um, isn't the surge? Uh, what's it called? Uh, Dark Souls uh, in with robots in space or some yeah, shit? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, not in space. <laughs> from, yeah, from what I've watched, I don't really know much about it. But. Right, right. I say we hit this with the 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 last time we had a podcast mishap, and we all just uh, do some laughter, and then we just uh, right. pick up where we left off. All right. Three. Okay. Two, All right. One. Count it down. <laughs> That's a good one, Brandon. If you, yeah. If you, th- if you think I'm editing this podcast just to get rid of like a handful <laughs> of seconds of silence, you are <laughs> sorely mistaken. Never happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, KD, shit. tell us about the Surge Two. Yes. I will. Oh my God! I can't wait. No. Um. No. I didn't play this. Uh, well, I played it for oh. a little bit. Yeah. These next three quick hits. The last three. Uh, just I'm going to be occupying your ears for a little bit. I'm sorry, everybody, but I'll blow through these pretty quickly. Uh, so the Surge 2, no, the Surge came out last year. It was uh, a Souls-like game, which I thought was pretty fun. Tim played it a lot. 
and it's mm-hmm. getting a sequel. And uh, similar to how they announced the first game, all we have right now is a screenshot. That's pretty much it. That's all they gave us the first time, and now they're hinting at the game uh, being taken to a larger kind of city setting. And uh, one of the core mechanics in the first game was uh, breaking off uh, the limbs of characters and getting their armor sets from you know different glory kind of kills. But uh, they're, so they're going to be expanding on that. And uh, so you have Surge was, uh, you know, Lords of the Fallen was the team's first attempt to cash in on Dark Souls, which is a pretty bad game. Surge was pretty fun, though, because they kind of found their own identity. So hopefully Surge 2 builds upon that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, next up, Metal Gear Survive, despite uh, just universal hype behind this game. Everyone loves, you know, yeah. another Metal Gear. Absolutely, <laughs> especially yeah. I, mean, well, I mean, people are huge fans of Konami in general. So, yeah, it's of course. I, didn't they get number one company for 2017? They did. They uh, they actually yeah. beat out Comcast, believe it or not, this wow. last year for number one. What so, an upset! Yeah, wow. that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if you want to get your hands on Metal Gear Survive, which as much as I don't support this game or Konami, mm-hmm. I yeah. heard fun. I'll be honest, heard it was a fun game. They won't be getting a penny from me, but uh, it will be getting an open PC beta mm-hmm. from February 16th to the 18th. So definitely check that out if you want to have a legitimate opinion on the game, being someone who's actually played it instead of you know <laughs> watching a couple of hot takes on YouTube and suddenly you're all into it. Anyway, can you do can you do one of your uh, YouTube treatments except never? Never play the game. Like, don't purchase it. Just go off of like trailers <laughs> and people's comments. Yeah, I'll do a complaint department, but please, I'll just, yeah, I'll do it. Second of footage. Yeah. It's like, I, by the way, I uh, never played it. But it's... hello and welcome to the complaint department. It's just a picture of Konami's <laughs> office, and then the video ends. <laughs> That's all you really need. That would be good. That would be good. Oh, and uh, so yeah, next up, our last quick hit, Evo, one of the biggest, if not undisputedly the biggest fighting game tournament of mm-hmm. the year. They did a live show announcing the lineup of games coming for mm-hmm. Evo 2018. And uh, much to few people's surprise, not really my surprise. Well, I, I was surprised by this. They showed the lineup and it's, it was not, it did not include Marvel versus Capcom infinite, which mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, I don't like the game. A lot of people don't like the game. I think right now on Steam, it's sitting at third players. It's uh, it's previous, it's most recent tournament attendee count has been pretty lacking compared to other games. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so because of all that backlash for the first time in 18 years, Marvel is not going to be making uh, a main appearance at Evo, which is uh, a pretty ballsy now, move. Now, now mm. no one's going to be able to spam wins Marvel. Oh, <laughs> which is really, which is really the value of having Marvel versus Capcom in the tournament in the first place. Right, right. Well, I will well, say people now be able to spam it forever because it will never come. Yeah, and oh, so that's true. Be, it'll uh, become it'll become a meta rule. meme. Right, exactly. A meta meme. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're right. <laughs> Actually, maybe yeah. that maybe this is the right timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did say, uh, like tournament organizers said, "Don't worry, Marvel is still going to have a scene at Evo. There will be smaller tournaments to play, mm-hmm. but it won't be part of the main, like main Evo stream." Mm-hmm. And uh, taking its place, 
which is <laughs> well fucking deserved. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, infinitely nice. better game. See what I did there? You see what I did there? Oh, inf- yes. Mm. Well done. Wordplay. Good job. Yeah. Because uh, I know I've seen a lot of memes of uh, just Dragon Ball Z anime deaths where it's Dragon Ball Fighters killing Marvel. Like, mm. there's countless of those videos. So, <laughs> yeah, change your copy pasta. Get your wins Dragon Ball ready. And, uh, yeah, get ready to watch that instead. I have no doubt in my mind that game will have a huge presence at Evo. Yeah, I'm, which, actually, uh, I'm excited to see Dragon Ball Fighters at Evo um, as someone who, like, I don't, I don't really follow fighting games super closely except when it comes to big tournaments like Evo. And so it'll be fun to see how, like, how good the top-tier players are after the game's only been out, you know, what, a handful of months? Evo's usually in right. July. So, you know, a game that's, that will have been out, like, what, five, six months by Evo? Uh, to see mm-hmm. to see what the what the skill level looks like, I think is always super fun. Right, exactly. And on that topic of time between release and Evo, another interesting choice, uh, Blaze Blue is an anime fighter really big in Japan that uh, has always recently been showing up Evo after Evo. And oddly enough, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which will be coming out a total of, I think, two or three weeks before Evo happens, is part of the lineup instead of Marvel, hmm. which is uh, certainly... You could make the argument that, uh, you know, you, you don't know what that game, if it's going to flop or not, but you know for sure that Marvel flopped. And, uh, you know, so definitely some controversy going on about uh, some players who have gotten sponsored to play at Evo, sponsored for Marvel, and then logging on and seeing that they're basically fucked. So, mm. I mean... Who would have ever thought making Chung Lee's face so fucked up would destroy you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was, you don't, that's like, you don't fuck with her face, dude. That's it. Yeah. I, I gave that game the honest two-hour try, and I, it was substantially it. boring. Yeah, it's just no passion in that game. It really hurts. Mm. Sort of like the Wendy's employees who didn't put any passion <laughs> into their oh, no. That's true. <laughs> nope. Yeah, maybe not that bad, but you know. All right, so moving right along, we've got some new releases here. A pretty good week Mm. this week. First up is Secret of Mana, which Mm. is the full 3D remake of Secret of Mana from 1993. It's uh, fully 3D. It's got voice acting. Whether or not it's good, Mm. it's not even a factor. I mean, it's undoubtedly going to not be that good. $40. uh, Wow. Crispy. Yes. Yeah. Fucking around. Yeah, we'll be launching at 40. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to play Secret of Mana as a, as a small boy. But uh, this is, it looks like I'd be excited about an overhaul this big if I played the game growing up. There, mm. It's one it's addition that, I love in this. 1993, this game's older than you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> definitely want to check it out. I do like how the uh, in the game, the mini-map is just the Super Nintendo game up there in the top right. I like that. That's cool. But yeah, that comes out February 15th. If you're a big big fan, check it out. Uh, next up is... Now, I don't know anything about this, but apparently this is getting yeah, what, a lot of attention. What the hell is this? $60 yeah. RPG from a studio I've never... Yeah, debut game from the studio. It's called Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, 
Huh. I'm not too sure about this, but I know that uh, Tim Staffanoob, he's hype about it. He says it looks really fun. He's going to pick it up day one. Hmm. But I haven't seen any gameplay. I've, I've seen the trailers. It doesn't... Yeah. I'm not really sure, but it's uh, a story-driven open-world RPG uh, that uh, immerses you in an epic adventure. And that's just a purchase right there if they're going to offer that. It's award-winning. Best PC game for Gamescom 2017. Wow. How did wow. I not know about this? Yeah, I feel like I I, I saw this hmm. name, but I I haven't really heard anything about it since I it might have been at Gamescom. Um, it looks like a pretty game. I mean, the screenshots look look really nice. Yeah. yeah. But I I do think uh, asking you know asking sixty bucks that's like a a tall yeah. order. That's true. Yeah. I like looking at the bullet points. It says it's got a like a non-linear story, so you can solve quests in multiple ways. Then face the consequences of your decisions. Really, it seems to be the the dark souls of story-driven open-world RPGs. So, hmm. and with that, I'm leaving the call. Yeah, yeah uh, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean by that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, if you're curious, if uh, you're hype, February 13th is when that drops. Check it out. If you don't, uh, if next... you don't want to, if you don't want to go, you know, on a Valentine's Day date instead, why don't you just buy? By your girlfriend or boyfriend, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. You, you can you can enjoy Easy. Valentine's Day in the Holy Roman Empire. Awesome. You will be kingdom kingdom coming with your significant other for oh a long God. time. That was good. That was good. I don't know. That's the DLC. It's Kingdom Coming. C U M M I N G, of course. Because clearly, looking at this, this remind me. Uh, I obviously thought Skyrim. I, obviously, just setting and stuff, yeah. but some of the. And like the the lock picking and all that. It certainly has a. It, I feel like it has a Skyrim vibe, yeah. even though it's yeah. like the setting is not Skyrim. But you certainly feel like there's some Skyrim inspiration here. And everybody knows that if you're going to play Skyrim anymore, you're playing it on the PC with all of the highest rest textures and 90 gigs of the sex mods. Like so, <laughs> this game definitely going to go that way if it if it lasts any amount of time. So. Oh yeah. Fully uncompressed nipple textures. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. All right. Next up is uh, so there's this game called The Fall. It came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. People call it the best game of all time. A really dark game. A best, true hidden gem. Best game of all time. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, who, that's who are these people? Wait, that's that's a review we... from from Indie Game Mag. The Fall oh. is one of the best games I've played. I don't know. That's just. I'm trying to okay. say a lot of people have given it. Liked it. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. really high praise. A modern classic from that nerd show. So, you know, take their opinion however you want. <laughs> but yeah, that's finally getting a, a sequel four years after the game's release. Which, uh, I think a while ago, The Fall is one of those free games you got for PS Plus. So, I still need to check it out. It's just sitting there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely check that out if you're a fan of the first one. I've got to give it a try. It looks uh, it looks interesting. Literally, one of the screenshots just shows the character you play, which is like this, I guess, AI android woman blonde with huge tits, and it says, seduce <laughs> the human is the puzzle. <laughs> I mean, so I might have to play this. Literally, uh, I'll have to find the screenshot. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. Oh, I see. It. There you go. See that one? Look at that. Now I see what they mean. Yeah. Modern looks- classic. Spicy. You thought Sexy Serial Killer was really (laughs) pushing the bar. Yeah, February 13th is when that comes out. 
Another indie game that looks promising is... Uh, this game is called Rogue Mance. It is a roguelite with romance. Each battle is a date. Meet love interests, fight relationship problems, and make heartbreaking decisions. Oh, <laughs> which uh, it's got some great pixel art. It looks like a cute game. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sh- no word on the price yet. I don't know if I'd put too much of an investment on this, but uh, literally releasing on Valentine's Day. I mean, yeah, talk about opportunistic. But hey, I mean, more power to him. Right there, you go. Yes, I was gonna say, yeah, I already I blew my Valentine's Day joke too early. There's actually a yeah, there's a game, game coming out, uh, basically geared toward Valentine's Day purchases. Yeah, oh exactly. God. Not this one, yeah. KD. This last one. But this, right. this this game actually well, sounds yeah. like the Rogue Man's game sounds like the game you would buy on Valentine's Day if you're single, right? Because that's exactly. you're meeting love interests. Like you don't want to make your partner uncomfortable, you know, if you already have a significant other. So, right. So yeah, February fourteenth. I'm definitely gonna give it a try. It looks, you know, it looks up my alley, you know, for no reason of me being single. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right. There's no, this last no anime game. girls though. So yeah, that's a huge negative. I might have to take it off the wish list. <laughs> All right. So this last game. I'm going to drop the link in the chat. Oh, I'd like for no. all of our live viewers yeah, to uh, everybody click on it first before read you along say it. at home. If uh, if you're an audio listener, after I see the title, you can look it up, read along uh, with us if it's still on Steam, because I don't know how many stolen assets or stolen art yeah. they have in this game. But uh, this game is called The Ugandan Warrior, or Do You Know The Way? Oh my God. And uh, you play as a Knuckles. Made famous from VR chat of the uh, the uh, racist Ugandan warrior meme. The description reads, "Cluck cluck, my brave and fat Ugandan warrior, spit on your enemies and find a way." And well, another quote from the about this game says, uh, <laughs> "Avoid enemies, spit on them, collect tea pods." Which is the main collectible in this? Are a bunch of Tide Pods, which yeah, it's funny. It's topical. Another great quote. Don't forget, my Bruda. It is not gay if it is the way. And so then we've got a little homophobia coming out. It's so bad. It's so terrible. Yeah. This this is literally what people mean when they say that the uh, the Steam publishing price should have been higher. Exactly. (laughs) This is example number one. Uh, and the thing oh. that is really disappointing is that I think if this went on to Steam Greenlight, people still it still would have gone through. People would have voted oh. for it. Yeah, people would have voted. What's really mind boggling about this is that you've got the shamelessly like the creature from Spirit Away there. You've got Sheeb, you've got Barry from the B movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at the pixel art and it's actually not that bad pixel art, like for yes. the game. Yeah. Which really makes you wonder if that's stolen as well. You know, so... A uh, human, a human being things, spent their time yeah, making this. <laughs> yeah. This was, this someone, was the yeah. way... Someone had to put in what I assume is significant effort Maybe even more of this game. People. Maybe a team yeah. of people. I mean, this game you is, have uh, the developer, yeah. Uganda Games, published by Uganda Tribe Incorporated, Shockingly, right. this is their only game. Speaking of, I mean, yeah, yeah you want to talk about opportunistic. Like, I thought Fortnite made a good pivot, but uh, 
<laughs> this is yeah. a whole other level of trying to capitalize on, on current trends. Oh, man. And if you just go on Steam and you type in Uganda, you see this. You see a game called Uganda No The Way. You see President Trump The Way in Uganda. And, wow, I, I, I agree. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, putting a, me- a meager $100 limit on the gate for anything to make it on Steam. <laughs> Yeah. This this developer in particular, if you can even call it that, the one behind President Trump the way in Uganda, where it's Donald J. Trump climbing trees collecting Bitcoin. <laughs> it's uh, Ghost R.U.S. Games. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they've got Fidget Spinner in Space, Deep Gadgetgasm. Just no. yeah, why deep, are they? Okay. Oh, I can't wait for them to get nuked. Basically, like, you should... Here's the thing. You just have to be very careful going into the search function on Steam. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you need to have some semblance of an idea of what you're looking for on Steam because if you, if you search, you are going to get just results that you never would expect. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a... You say hidden gem. You know, it could be taken a number of different ways, like these Absolutely. games. Absolutely, God, yeah, it, should, it should be more hidden. It's, yeah, it, there should be. Yeah, it should be on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they did a game called Gay World. Okay, we're no, done. stop, yeah. stop. Okay, yep. All right, all right. <laughs> well, let's, let's move on from yeah. from that. Thank you for the new releases, Katie. Uh, Aside from that, pretty solid week, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so, not, not I'm not. Bad. I'm not going to thank you for the new releases. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I kind of blew it there. Yeah, yeah no. it was going all. It was going all right, and then uh, um, yeah. I had to. I had to spread awareness for what Steam is becoming. Uh, first viewer question comes from Darkwing zero two on Twitter, and he uh, gives us this conundrum: fifty eagles, ten crocodiles. Three bears, seven bulls, one man with a gun, possibly a hardballer, 15 wow. wolves, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, four lions. Pick two groups of animals to protect you, and the rest will try to kill you. Hmm. <laughs> wow. You know, I hmm. having hardballer with a gun is somehow the most and least dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds yes. like yeah because he like, might accidentally kill you that's the why exactly. yeah. it's like picking the roulette dangerous. option <laughs> it's or not... everything could go well and he's actually a great you know marksman i mean what? i'd like to believe All right, let me let me break this down i think hardball one yes having someone with a gun that's great but you don't know how much ammo you have and also if they're all coming to kill you at once then it's a non-starter. Right. You're not going to yeah, kill them have, all at once have. because sheer volume is mm-hmm. going to overtake you. Right. 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 Now, Which is, uh, the like, I, the thing is, yeah, go ahead. the thing is, I don't. I feel like this all hinges on how how well you can train any of these. Like, are we saying these are just like wild animals in cages and you just let them all out? Because like, well, they will to protect you. Like yeah, in the I same way think, that I the think ones the point here is that are, there are two groups. The ones that you pick will actively protect you, and the rest will actively try to kill you. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. You gotta suspend your disbelief. Yeah, I think so. So you gotta you gotta assume the people that are the animals that are defending you are they know what they're doing, or at I, least they'll fight for you. 
I, I was thinking about this, and I, I mean, our first instinct is to try to pick the things it, like individually are the most yeah. dangerous. And like, I, I immediately look at five gorillas. Like, five gorillas could do a lot of damage. Like, gorillas, if they're like, wound yeah. up, like that's that's insane. And I, I originally, I, I glazed over what I think I would go with the five gorillas. And for my second choice, I glazed over, glazed over it at first. Uh, I, I know think, what you're gonna I say. I think you have to go with the ten thousand rats. Ten thousand. Like, yeah. That is yeah. a rats lot of actually... rats that are actively trying. <laughs> to like ten thousand rats was actually gonna be my first because I don't care how powerful you are. Ten thousand rats just nipping and rip, trying to rip. You're done. Go pick your bones. It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> like, that's uh, what, that's why. I, that's why I'm wondering. Like, are you just talking ten thousand normal rats, or are these ten thousand? Trained Listen, rats to protect you. These are Those are two different things. Defensive rats, dude. If these, they're they're, yeah, like, if I, they're like if they're like trained to protect you, then yeah. it's it's obvious. Ten thousand yeah. of them. That's like crazy. Yeah. Because like thinking, after that, the biggest problem that you have to deal with is fifty eagles. Right. But like there's yeah. ten thousand rats protecting yeah. you. Gorillas like, don't ten, really have that. Ten thousand of anything really. is going to be a problem for something. Yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah, yeah. I actually I feel like the I feel like the worst choices are like the the gorillas, maybe the bears, maybe the yeah. lions, because there's so few of them that you yeah, can overrun them with volume. Like the eagles, I actually but the think gorillas the eagles, have intelligence. The eagles are so clearly like the next best option because fifty yeah. of them, like oh, five gorillas, mm-hmm. five eagles, five eagles that are trying Ripping to kill a gorilla, a, yeah. they will oh. destroy that gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> You look at these options, you're like, you know, 10 crocodiles. That's that's not bad. But then I just imagine standing on this hill, looking at this ocean of rats that spreads <laughs> out to the horizon. <laughs> like, come on, you got to throw that's it on. I'm saying. Like, I, I'm trying to put them in the opposite position. Like, never mind protecting me. 10,000 of absolutely anything that wants to kill me is going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I think, think you go, go for the volume except play. Except for maybe 10,000 goldfish. That might be okay. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, might be able to do that. Actually, I think I, maybe maybe you go with the 10,000 rats and the and the man with the gun. Because then, oh, I, if for I, some I, reason ooh. the rats can't take something down, you have that line of last defense that's like complete true. stop. Right, okay. I don't know if I could work well with Hardballer, though. He, we'd be fighting, <laughs> well, and he'd be like, did you know that eagles are the smartest bird? You didn't know that? <laughs> I'm like hardballer. This really is not the thing. I don't think the gamble is whether or not he, he's like hardballer is going to work out. The question is, one man with a gun, possibly hardballer. So you don't know if it's hardballer until this whole thing <laughs> right, starts. Right, right. And we don't know how much ammo he has too. Like I don't know if you can kill. Like you have to have well, great you aim. You know for it's a guy. You know, you know it's a it's a human being, right? So you can at least you know you can communicate with this person and say, all right, if the rats can't handle it, that's what I want you right. to shoot. So I think actually the the fifteen mm-hmm. the fifteen wolves is maybe also a good option because I feel like you want man. I feel like you want something with teeth like you want something mm. that's going to be able to inflict like serious damage very quickly and I feel like the gorilla like one on one gorilla is probably like a solid choice but right. when you have yeah. like let's say you have three wolves for every one gorilla like I think those wolves will kill that gorilla. I don't know, man. If that gorilla is charging at you, uh, you I gotta have a like, tank on your team. Gorillas are just so Ooh. scary. Like yeah, I, if he's in the charging. wild, yeah. yeah, you gotta have that defense. I'd probably go with the gorillas and the mice, because like if a bear is coming at me and all I have are eagles and rats, nothing's gonna stop that fucking bear. Like they'll probably chip away at its flesh like over time, 
but that's after they've tackled me and are mauling me. I do feel like 10,000 rats is a little excessive. Like if they put a thousand, I'd maybe have to question, but 10,000, I mean, you could, you could literally kill three bears by like (laughs) dropping 10,000 rats on them. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Thousands of pounds of rats. They just start forming walls around you. Like you you could make a rat house. Yeah, you would suffocate them under the rats. Yeah, Yeah, like like, a rat ball and chain. It's not even about the ferocity of the rats at this point. It's just ten thousand of something. (laughs) Like that's logistically a problem. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going with. uh, I think I'm either going with the rats and the the guy with the gun. That was not bad, or the rats and the eagles, just because fifty eagles, fifty eagles, which are nasty anyway. uh... Because then you have the aerial. So like. The eagles coming in. Let's say they're going to be distracting the other, like let's say the lions or whatever else. And then you got ten thousand volumes of rats that are like, how do you deal with that as any other any anything else left here? Do you know what I mean? Also, yeah, and the, the eagles. Right. The, the eagles are scouting is, like fifty eagles. You'll have you'll have a few miles of of vision. Yeah, you can see they they got you covered. You're not, no one's going to sneak up on you. Breed origins. You can't see what the eagle sees. <laughs> I mean, like, no, 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 but I'm saying the, the eagles, eagles too, is that look, as the eagles they, communicate they... with each other, and then one eagle is on the ground communicating with the rats. Okay, look, I don't know how the animal how the animal kingdom works. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying that like the biggest problem as these 50, like with these fifty eagles is that they're going to drop the Vince Lombardi trophy on you because they just won the Super Bowl. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> That's an added bonus. Can, yeah. we, can we all agree that I think the worst choice here is the seven bulls? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, bulls I mean, have poor, like bulls have poor eyesight. They have to yeah. be, they have to get running, and so like all of these, most of these creatures yeah. are pretty agile. Like, I think bulls seems like the worst option. Yeah, they just charge at you. That's it. They charge the at you, and like I mean, one like one little wolf gnawing on a bull's leg, and the bull's done. Yeah, yeah. you know, right. Yeah, for I'd probably go with the rats and the gorilla because you need to have some kind of defense. I mean, you really consider everything that's coming at you. That this gorilla is going like a pentagon formation. You're in the middle <laughs> playing on the top. The rats are going crazy. He wants to make like a phalanx out of these gorillas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're picking up rats and they're throwing them. <laughs> oh, you know that's actually not a bad. That's not a bad oh, point man. though, because gorillas are gorillas are probably capable of of you know being more accurate with throws, and so right, you not right. only have rats charging the animals killing you, but the gorillas can use the rats as projectiles. <laughs> mm. yeah. Hey, I mean rats. You can't even consider like the biting. Like, can you imagine the pitch that a gorilla has, just like from the impact of some rats and a ball? Yeah, that's enough mm. to break skin, dude. Being pelted by rats, thrown by groceries. If you to have a hundred dollars, yeah. we can make this game on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. I'm sure it exists. It's like Battle <laughs> Royale or something. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not kidding. Hold on. There's some game where you like you set up waves of armies. Like you have like 20 soldiers and a million penguins going at them, and they're just mowing them down. Isn't yeah, this isn't is, there a game a that where you can simulate that where it's literally yeah, it's like you can just yeah. battle simulator or something right yeah and you literally can just drop in whatever and see see what happens or yeah yeah all oh, yeah. hold on got to do that It'd be interesting try to make the answer to this question impossible if you can put ten thousand rats in, in yeah we got yeah. Yeah. does the technology exist for this like for us to test this yet yeah because it uh, does yeah but, with this game great. it's battle beasts battle yeah. beast that's right. And what a game. 
<laughs> All right. Well, good question. That's a that's a doozy. Good discussion around that. Uh, next one comes from Noah, but no Ark on Twitter, and he asked us, "What video game romance was the most convincing to you, and or what two characters would you like to see a romance of?" Can be cross franchise. Oh man. Hmm. Most um. I think uh, I think for the most convincing to me, uh, it was Geralt from The Witcher and Yennefer. Mm. They actually mm. like that. I mean, they wrote in the dynamic between those two, and it it felt very, it felt very like they well they were well suited to each other in like a weird dysfunctional way. Mm. Okay. Answer. Man, what do I want to see? Is I would uh, love to see Sonic motorboating Lara Croft's titties. Is that just me? <laughs> Am I the only one? I don't know. That's just what comes to mind. No, it's probably not the only one. I, well, I mean, again, and I'm, I'm assuming that I probably, the reason I'm thinking about that is I probably watched it in some Rule 34 GIF or something way back in the day. And I, uh, no, I mean, uh, I don't you know. do it with his feet? Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, oh. he's, kicking, he's kicking the fun bags at incredible <laughs> speeds because... Um, <laughs> I mean, it depends on what era Laura Croft we're talking about. Too. <laughs> I mean, well, by, he's not, he's not kicking them. What pleasure is he getting? <laughs> he just I don't know. He's fucking Sonic. He's weird as hell, dude. I don't know what he's, what he's into. <laughs> yeah, it really would make, would make sense for Sonic to not have a foot. What if it's not pleasuring himself? What, is he, what if he's pleasuring Laura? She loves, like, I don't know, the speed. I don't know. Dude, oh gotta, my god! Gotta go fast. I feel man. like some a, a hedgehog's that fast. I mean, you're gonna encounter bodily injury because <laughs> he can't control it. He's only got one speed. He's either he's either stationary or he's going right, fast. But, but what era, Laura Croft? Are we talking about? We're talking about with her triangle like fake titties in the very early versions of the game because those things were fake. So she's not feeling. I mean, they're they're just like you know what I mean. That's just silicone or whatever. Else. I mean, I feel so like I, we're I I feel like you're you're, you're focusing in on something that ultimately doesn't matter when you have a hedgehog's feet going hundreds of miles an hour. You're probably right. He's going he's right. to rip through a chest cavity. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. All right. Well, I, well some, give me, somebody else give me, uh, give me one. I share my intimate wants and needs. Somebody else give me something else. All right. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm into. Uh, I really thought uh, that in Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, Snake and Ava, like okay, Big Boss and Big Mama, I thought that was a mm. great couple. Mm. But uh, I'm still, I'm trying to. I feel like there's an obvious answer I'm missing. Like, not oh, like the two, uh, like Ellie and that one girl in The Last of Us. That was a good. Con- that was a really convincing romance. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm. I'll probably go with either of those two. Okay. I don't really know. I've, nothing really comes to mind that, that I think of as like a, a video game romance that I paid particular attention to. Okay. But I would um, say the characters I want to see a romance of. Mm, I mean, yeah. I definitely like yeah. the first thing that popped in my mind was like Sonic and something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw this out there. That's uh, what I mean. Cuphead and Mugman. Get them together. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Listen, we're just, we need to give, you know, I mean, not that 
obviously rule 34, the rule is that if we, if you can think of it, it already exists, but try to come up with a combo that maybe doesn't exist and give, you know, give these people more work. Mm, yeah. and creating it. So that's the Sick. goal. Um, Let's Sonic take the dog and, uh, from Resident Evil 4. Never mind, never mind. Put him uh, with the cyber demon from Doom. Dude. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's hot. Literally. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's that dog. <laughs> cyber um, demon. Sonic and a cyber demon. <laughs> cyber demon and the tank from Left 4 Dead. Can you even imagine? <laughs> Oh my How god! How sexy that would be! That's crazy. Mm. I'm what's that? Uh, what's that monster from Doom that has like the the gun on each hand and the one eye that kind of waddles around? Mm. Like that guy. Mm. Put him with the entire cast of Sakura Swim Club. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even now, lie, say you wouldn't watch that shit. Now we're talking, Katie. That's what yeah, I mean. Right. I say that anywhere on the internet. That needs to be made. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah. If someone All in right. chat said uh, Link and Zelda, I don't really see that one as a convincing relationship. No, because a lot of times, like, it doesn't really seem like, especially in something like Twilight Princess. Yeah, I don't really see a romance between those two. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems kind of they're obligated to be together. Anyways, all right. Well, good question uh, from Noah. Thank you. Uh, UDP seven asks us on Twitter: Is melted ice cream a soup? Yeah, no. sure. You know what? Why not at this point? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to say yeah? I was just going to say no. I, like, you there's fucking... been so many of these. That it's just like, yeah, you know what? Yes. If you want. Okay. To yeah. That, we'll just, just... Sure. <laughs> just move on. I mean, it's really like, what does soup mean to you? Yeah. That's the, that's the larger question. If, do you feel the need to categorize melted ice cream? Mm. If so, I suppose soup describes what melted ice cream is at you know at a particular state if you told me that you were if you told me you were having melted ice cream soup i would know Mm. exactly how melted you meant right but doesn't doesn't if isn't if something is going to be a soup doesn't it have to start out intentionally as a soup i mean i know we're talking about like the state that it becomes but just because something melts does not turn it into a category of food i feel like soup soup the at least at least just my common sense thinking definition of soup yes. is the method in which you're eating it. I guess so. So yeah, you can make anything that. a soup if you want to put it into a bowl and eat it with a spoon. That right. is sort of what I think of as soup. But, okay. you know, I, I've, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't done any real digging on this. I just, that's like, that's sort of how I frame it in my mind that if you right. wanted to pour a milkshake into a bowl and eat it with a spoon, I suppose you could call that soup. God. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be. Let's be clear. It'd be stupid to do that. It'd be dumb. It doesn't we're, feel we're, right. These are these are dumb <laughs> questions we're answering. But that's why I've just like become nihilistic about it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Everything's a soup now. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> sure. There's. A, I mean, there's uh, a, if there I blend my turkey sandwich and add water and pour. <laughs> I mean, like, but I guess you could but, make it a soup. It's that texture. There is a part of me. There is a part of me that sort of appreciates uh, trying to find like logical fallacies in what we decide to name things and categorize yeah. things. Um, but I mean, I do kind of agree with Ying. It's like it's you know, is it? A, I don't. Is it? I don't know. It's a soup. Like who? 
Hers. You can call that a soup. I'm still not going to eat it. Right. And I'm not going to sure. be satisfied with it if you say that you're giving me soup and you give me that. Mm. So you have to Hopefully. deal with the with the moral brunt of of teasing me with the idea of soup and giving me melted ice cream. Have we had the debate of whether or not cereal is soup? Yes, oh, we God. have. Well, okay, you good. guys have. Hmm. I, I specifically remember this. Yeah, okay. I think we have. Let's not listen to that tonight. Let's, we'll, we'll put a pin in that for now and maybe come <laughs> back. That's but, a bit uh, topic. Yeah, that's that's going to be another three hours of us. <laughs> I think yeah, the real the real answer that. to this question is like there is the, there's no there's no scenario in which you would just sit and let ice cream melt and eat it intentionally as soup. Right. If you are, True. we have bigger problems than this right. question. <laughs> the categorization of what you're eating is not the problem here. Right. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. said. Um, got it. All right. Well, here, Katie, why don't you take this, uh, this email away for us okay. from, from William or Will Hull, our boy. <laughs> Will Hull, yeah. He sent us an email. The title of the email is Shalom. It says, Shalom. Hello. Shalom. Hello, tis I yet again, Will Hull. I am a 21-year-old male, and my current occupation is a company welder and pipe fitter. Take that however you want. Mm. <laughs> And I traveled, right? And I traveled the U.S. going to major animal kill plants to install uh, ammonia equipment to keep the stuff cold. Mm. I don't take part in the processing of meat, but I see it firsthand. Mm. The other day, I saw a Facebook post saying that becoming vegan or vegetarian is becoming more popular, which I don't disagree with. But they also said that the meat industry is dying. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, seeing the industry firsthand, I can assume them. I can assure them it is not. My question for the cast is: Would you ever go vegan or become vegetarian like Papa and Finn? Best, William. Well, thank mm. you for the email, Will Hole. That's a juicy question. That's a juicy question. I mean, I don't. I don't uh, think the meat industry is dying. No, I don't. Yeah, did people actually say yeah. that? That's pretty crazy. Be, I'm. I'm say. curious. Like, I think people. I could believe that there are people on Facebook saying that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Millennials <laughs> just don't like steak anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Um, I mean, if I had, I would to, definitely. I could, but I wouldn't yeah. do it by choice. I would say the farthest I probably would ever go would be a vegetarian if I had to. Um, and I, cause I like, there's vegetarian things that I like, and I feel like that's definitely pretty easy to do in today's world if you want to go vegetarian. Um, but I, I don't think I would ever go vegan. Um, but and I, and I don't, I don't see myself ever, ever going vegetarian anyway. Um, but I guess they're saying, do, would you ever, would you ever go? Um, so I, my answer it. at the moment is, is no for me personally, but you, you would Yang, you would. Yeah, I considered consider it. it. Um, mm-hmm. I, not going straight to vegan. I, I, I thought about that. If I were to try, I would go vegetarian and see mm-hmm. how that goes. And if I could continue with it, then I would try vegan. Um, and and it, it would be purely from, like from a moral perspective, the mm-hmm. the industry for both like basic, essentially dairy more than anything, but obviously like yeah. production and dairy are both, I mean, they're, they're pretty cruel um, if you start yeah. digging into it. Um, and so this be purely from like a moral uh, a moral drive, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not—it's not that there's anything about it that's that's really stopping me. It's just, I mean, my worry is is trying and not being able to commit to it. So, 
Um, mm. I don't know. Huh? I, I mean, it's sort of like a weird phase of where it's like, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not really sure if I'm ready to commit to that yet, just yet, because I mean, obviously that comes with that. There's a lot of lifestyle changes that are going to have to come with that, um, at least mm. dietary. So yes, I would, I would most definitely, I, I could see, I could see myself doing it in the future. Yes. Gotcha. KD, Brandon. While Katie's muted and uh, deciding if oh, she actually wants to speak, that's uh, awkward. Um, no, uh, I, I kind of echo the same sentiment. Like, I really admire people that go vegan and vegetarian, but uh, I just don't think it's something that I can right now commit to. Mm-hmm. But huge but respect. The question, the question is, would you? We're not, would you? We're not, yeah, I'm not asking I, you to respond. Uh, would you ever do it? Can you see yourself ever doing it? Is the question. I could, but I, I'm really just not sure. Like, I, I don't think I'm, like, I could convince myself to, like, I don't think I could stay convicted enough. I don't think I could. You, you can know, say no. This is not a PR right now. Is like, as he's thinking about, well, like, I mean, if I say yes, like, he's having flashbacks to all of the incredible <laughs> cooking that his father makes for him. Right. And he would have to give so true. much of that up. Right. I mean, I mean but I, yeah. I mean, I know the industry is fucked, but I don't think I could do it. Like, okay. I don't think I could give it up. That's fair. That's all we wanted. I wanted your bottom. We wanted your bottom line. Answer. Right. Right. That's that's fair. Okay. Oh, Katie's yeah. in such a fucking dick. Oh my God. I mean, people are gonna say that anyway. I don't think this question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm winning anybody over. They're not, they're not gonna. They're not gonna clip this and use that as their evidence. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it by choice. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I definitely realize there are many problems with, uh, you know, with the meat industry and, you know, the way sorts of animal treatment issues. Um, right. But I'm also, uh, you know, pragmatic. And uh, yeah. my one decision to not eat meat, personally, you know, other people disagree. I, obviously, like, it starts with one person. I get all that. Um, but right. I, I enjoy meat. Uh, it's like it... I think I would have to I would have to change my diet, you know, a lot. And um and it's just I mean, I enjoy meat. I enjoy milk. Uh so vegan would be vegan's like a non starter. Vegetarian I could maybe do, um, if I had to, but I wouldn't do it by choice. So I mean, unfortunately like those animals are getting slaughtered whether I eat them or not. Um right. like because right. those those industries are going to exist as long as other people choose to eat them. So um, you know, if there if there was like an economic incentive, or I was I don't know if it was a dare or something, like maybe I could do it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I you know I enjoy hamburgers, I enjoy steak. Like there there are many. I, I would my quality of life would decrease a lot if I had to really think about not ordering things I enjoyed because they violated this sort of self imposed constraint. So I get why well, people so do it. Um, it's just not well, it's so not something I'd do. Totally, it's like yeah. I got no problem with people deciding to do whatever they they want to do, and I, and I do, do like. I mean, I I do really I like totally that uh, that restaurants and stuff now seem to be a lot more cognizant of dietary restrictions, like vegetarians yeah. and vegans and all that, because I think in general it it has created a better like it's it's made a lot more restaurants more cognizant of where their food comes from and all that, which ultimately yeah. benefits me, you know, in even though I'm eating the stakes and everything like i think it's it's good that those it's good that that trend is picking up because i yeah. think it just leads to a larger awareness um and like a wider range of options when you go to eat somewhere 
which I think is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm probably also still just going to order a steak. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Good question from Wilhol, who literally services pipes to kill animals at meat plants. I never <laughs> knew that. That's that's uh, that's good to know. I don't think I've ever yeah. met anybody who who uh, does that. So yeah. you learn new things every day. Makes you think it's about tough. like the professions that our listeners have. Like, yeah, hmm. it's always fascinating. Crazy. Um, all right. Well, this is where we have the podcast review of the week, the iTunes podcast review of the week. We do not have one this week, sadly. But if you would like to leave one, just make sure you log into iTunes. Um, uh, get, give us a five-star rating, which is required for us to read anything you would leave. And then go ahead and tell us how we're doing, why you love the cast so much, why it's your favorite podcast, why you tell everybody that you know about the podcast on the regular, why you can't get enough. Um, or you could leave us a poem or basically almost anything in that box. Just make sure you give us five stars. and uh, Tell us if we... you would become vegan or vegetarian in the point. podcast review box. That's great. Yeah, answer a previous question. That's good. We should, we should really, I feel like that might actually get more activity, Brandon, if we have people answer the previous set, uh, episode's questions themselves in the reviews. Yeah. That's a good idea. Or tell, tell okay. us your yeah, profession. Tell us. Tell, us where, tell, tell, us. tell us where you're from and tell us what you do. Give us your social <laughs> yeah. security number. Exactly. It'll be perfectly fine um, and happy. We won't. We'll, we'll take that social security number, and it will be safe with us. We will not read that portion. Well, we just want to. We just want to make sure that you're not. It's yeah. not a duplicate review. So it's just. It's just. You know. Exactly. It's like when you call security. in and they ask for your last four of your social. That's all we're. That's right. all we're doing here. <laughs> Except we need all. Just to clarify, we need all of your social. We don't need just the last four. But yes, it's the same thing. We're just verifying with our. I own, swear, uh, if, if anyone, if anyone actually left their real social security <laughs> number in a podcast <laughs> review. I, I think you probably deserve whatever comes of that. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think I think that's going to do it for episode. What are we on? Was that three hundred and nine? Did I did I look at that? Wow, three hundred and nine. Oh, Katie, um, Katie is done. Yeah, he is finished. Oh, he just disappeared. See he you is, later. He is out of here. He is Audi five thousand. All right. All good. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. Um, really enjoyed uh, being back and uh, enjoyed the discussion, enjoyed the questions. And of course, you can check out kbmod.com for, um, you know, I would say check out the build guides, but as we talked about at length in this episode, it's a little rough. Yeah, it's I mean, a little check, rough check right them, now. Check them out and then probably <laughs> don't buy PC parts right now. <laughs> don't do it because it's, it's rough. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, different articles in the forums and stuff like that on kbmod.com. You can follow um, kbmodgaming on Twitter at kbmodgaming. I am at APL Fisher. Katie Zen is at Katie Zen underscore. Volition is at V-O-L-1-T-I-O-N. Yingity Yang is at Yingity Yang, right? That's, that's your Twitter as well. And yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us and uh, we will see you guys next week. Farewell. Yeah,